This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. There was three little piggies, and they all went to the market, and two short motherfuckers <laughs> chopped them down. Because uh, one little short motherfucker was born in the greatness, has obtained greatness. Because his name is uh, Bushwick, a.k.a. Chuck, four foot eight and straight, don't give a fuck. I got the strength of six men with the heart to run up on a motherfucker six ten, I swear. I oh, nigga, we gotta, uh, we gotta start the pod with that Bushwick Bill, nigga. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My pop's I'm second the- favorite rap group ever. You know, when I was younger, uh, I wasn't the tallest person in the world. Um, <laughs> And I had braids, and that's before braids was like cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, Bushwick was like around my height. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga was tough, and he had that joint. I'm the meanest, toughest little motherfucker, you know. Like Man. that was my theme song. You couldn't tell me nothing, fam. Like God. I'm like I'm Bushwick out here, nigga. Yeah. Bushwhacking niggas, little nigga with the braids, wilding. <laughs> That nigga used to, oh man, dog, my pops was sick, dog. Cause when you little or younger, like you be looking for yourself in my shit on. All right. Yeah, you yeah, be looking yeah. for yourself in other things, you know? Yeah. But uh anyway, man. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week in culture, episode forty seven. I'm your host, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad, and I got my dog in the building with me. Jay, what up? What up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, one half of everything. Um, what's popping? And uh, this week in culture, we review episode nine of Showtime's The Shy. And did you watch uh, the Ava DuVernay joint yet? No, I haven't yet. Get into that, bro. So I figured, so this is what I figured how it was going to happen. Yeah. So I know next week is the season finale Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. What You Call. And I don't know if there's going to be something directly after that for us to review. No. So I figured we can give them a full review of that. And with, because that's what I've been telling niggas that's been hitting me like, yo. When y'all reviewing it, and I know y'all reviewing it, I'm like, whenever we get time to do a, like, we don't need to rush that into yeah an hour with the shy, an hour with that. And I'm like, honestly, that could be two episodes. Like, because I already know me and you, we going to get in our bag. Man. And also, I, I, I got to be 100% honest, one of my homegirls who I, I really love and respect, mm-hmm. she kind of chewed us out about our take on it. I'm like, but we ain't reviewing yet. But she didn't we ain't reviewing shit. She ain't think we was... We we uh kind of glossed over it and I I'll I, we'll kick it off mm-hmm, but you know mm-hmm. I value her opinion so we'll we'll hey. we'll make sure we go back and fix it and do it correctly and give it the right amount of time and Look, um adjust Jay homegirl this aunt pardon me for um chewing on these fucking lemon heads on the mic but um we definitely gonna get to it we're gonna give it a full thorough review it might fuck around and be two episodes just cause four hours that's a lot of content. Um, and yeah, we, we going to get like seriously into it. Like last week was a very, we hadn't even watched it last week. I, low, low, low key. I had forgot what, what I said. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I went back and we was talking about the, the money and violence yeah. and, um, the petitions, whatever. Yeah. It was a, I get it. I get yeah. it. No, no. Her, her, from our discussion, like I get it. Yeah. But, you know, we'll and again, up. let me throw that caveat in there one more time. We had not watched the movie last week or the series 
um, four part series when they see us check it out if you haven't seen it already on Netflix Ava DuVernay I did watch it finally I actually powered through all four episodes on Saturday you know what I'm saying so I'm gonna hold all my hot takes but to Jay homegirl we definitely ain't got into it you know we got way more to say about that topic than that five minutes that we gave y'all last week before we even watched it um we got a whole lot that we're gonna say about that so yeah look for that in a couple weeks uh it's still gonna be hot when we review it um and again if you have not seen it make sure y'all check it out uh speaking of which i know you ain't seen it yet but for those who have seen uh when they see us the main dude cop played by Tommy's dad, Teresi from Power. Look mm. how all that shit rolls back in to the culture. Uh, the guy who was actually the real cop um, or detective, I don't even have his name saved, and it don't matter because he was a whole-ass nigga. But rest in peace to dog. He actually just passed a couple days ago. Uh, died because so of cancer, sad. man. Yeah, sorry for you, bro. And uh, again, if you missed the very beginning, we're going to kick it off. With the music on the back end, but rest in peace to Bushwick Bill from the Ghetto Boys, man, the legendary Ghetto Boys. Um, influential, one of the hardest, probably the hardest cover of a rap album ever. Which was a real picture. Ever. That was a real picture. That man lost his eye, and they fucking did their rap album cover of him being rolled into the hospital, nigga. Like, that was a real thing, dog. Shout out to Bushwick. Rest in peace. God bless his family, man. Um, what else I got going on? Did you hear about the new uh Siri feature that they're adding to call the police? Yes and no. Yes, because that shit was a year ago, and mm-hmm. I don't know how people just found out about Siri shortcuts. Yeah, uh, you can set up a shortcut to make it do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So if you want to tag in the shit, um, so if you want to be like. At 10 o'clock, open up this app, yeah. press play, press this, press this. You can do that. Yeah. So they made a trigger was Siri called the police and made it yeah. follow a couple of different things to call the police. Yeah. yeah. It can uh, it can record audio and video. It can send the video um, to any contact in your phone. So, yeah, man. Uh, what a shit. voice command. You can literally make your phone do whatever it wants yeah, yeah. to do. Oh, I'll be telling Siri all kinds of shit. Now, I never used to use Siri like back in the day, but yeah. recently. But these shortcuts, because, you know, Steve yeah, Jobs yeah. Jr. Uh, you, if, say, you want to send somebody a text that said, hey, man, fuck out of here. I'm not coming over there. Tell your yeah, mama yeah. I'm never coming home no more at 10 p.m. You can set that shit up to open my text app, type in this, send this, send that. Like, it do it. That's what's up, man. If y'all get pulled over, tell Siri to get busy. Call the motherfucking boys. Anything happened to you in the back of the Uber niggas looking weird, tell Siri to call the boys. Um, It ain't really been much of shit. Cuba Gooden Jr. out here being nasty. He what? had to turn what? himself into NYPD. What? He was accused of groping a young lady in the club uh, pretty aggressively. He said that the whole incident is on video and that it'll prove him innocent, but... He was charged with, uh, um, I don't know, probably assault or something. But yeah, Cuba Gooden Jr. out here being nasty, man. You better relax, nigga. We ain't in that. We in that world where they'll kill your career now, nigga. You can't grope shit, uh, nigga. Uh, word to you, Brandon. Why are you groping, fam? <laughs> like, I ain't never really understood the like famous slash wealthy dudes that harass and commit assault because it's women out here that go for the money. 
I never even So it's understood. like you don't have to put yourself in that position. Just bro. if you in the club regular with it, like mm-hmm. I've never been like the I'm a grope this stranger I met twenty two minutes yeah, ago. Facts. Like it just seemed kind of wild. Especially when nigga. people been drinking. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm out there with my lady or something, you yeah. know. <laughs> a little gropage. Uh but <laughs> <laughs> strangers and like I don't know, dog. Yeah, I'm out there just trying to have fun. That's I don't go to the club when I do I ain't groping shit. I don't even know climate we live in now, nigga. I don't even really know if I want to dance with like any. If I don't know you, I don't even want to ask you for a dance or none of that. Like, oh man, cause ain't shit friendly at the club no more. So niggas dance. Well, you know, you might get your two step set on when uh that like Beyonce slash Frankie was, Beverly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which okay. I hate, by the way. Uh, with a thousand passions. How y'all let her do that, dog? Yeah. If this was anybody, yo, anybody Frankie Beverly else, didn't though. ask for that, nigga. Nobody asked. Frankie for Beverly that. did not ask for that. I know the city of Detroit did not ask for that. Like, listen, while you was on the concert mm-hmm. doing your marching band shit, I get it's it. lit. You because do not need to. Record the marching that, band can play whatever song, fam. You yeah. don't gotta make a song out yeah. of it. I didn't need that to be on my radio this year. No, dog. It's only one. They finna fuck Shane Park up all summer with that. You know it's coming, nigga. Like bullshit after bullshit. Um, ain't really shit going on, bro. I'm looking at some of these motherfucking uh joints. I've been tagging little screenshots. Niggas ain't talking about shit. Uh, you up on that situation in the Sudan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we ain't got to get too deep into it, but a lot of folks are not aware of what's going on over there right now. So I need everybody listening. Uh, educate yourself. Google. Research, look into uh, the shit. I I don't even know what to call it, nigga. It's a war. It's a fucking uh, genocide. It's everything going on in Sudan right now, man. Listen, man. Um, I saw this tweet and says, right now in Sudan, hundreds of people are getting killed in the most brutal ways, and their oh. bodies are being thrown in the Nile River. Women are being raped. This isn't a Sudanese only cause. Mm-hmm. It's a humanitarian cause. Care about this. Share what's happening. Your silence is lethal. And um, I dig it, man. Um, like, I dig it. Um, slightly unrelated. Yeah. Related, but slightly <laughs> underrated. Unrelated. I be wondering, like, which version on human life do y'all want us to care about all the time? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because situations like this. Uh, which I think are awful. And I, I do think human life is sacrosanct and should be prepared, I mean, protected at all times. Mm-hmm. It just seems like sometimes, fuck it, mind your business. Sometimes yeah. everybody need to get involved. It's yeah. humanitarian. Like, yeah. at, is it going to be all life? Is it going to be human yeah. life? Is it going to be... And to that too, man, like, uh, you know, uh, blessings in respect to whatever's going on over uh, in the Sudan. Um, and I hope that this does become like a worldwide or like internationally, globally known thing. Like, I don't think that this needs to be hidden. I don't think this needs to be like tucked behind the scenes. Like people need to know what's going on uh, with people who look like us. But don't take what's happening with that and immediately jump into like, yo, y'all was 
when when Paris uh, had their terrorist attacks, everybody was praying for Paris. When this city had their terrorist attacks, they was praying for da da da. When uh, New Zealand had their attack, they was praying for them. Why y'all ain't praying for the Sudan? It's like I you start that movement off, dog. Like and I can't don't be mad at niggas who was blessings up for every other fucking terror and attack that was going on in other countries like nigga we care about all this shit like kind of to your question is it fucking humanity or is it like certain people that y'all really fucking wait because i care about everybody dog i don't want no country no color and no people out here getting killed getting done dirty none of that shit so it's like nigga i don't know i seen a couple memes that was all when new zealand uh, got shot up the mosque and they killed all them y'all was prayers up and da da now y'all quiet on the sudan i'm like fam some people just don't know about it yet. Yeah. like and i'm like instead of judging educate it yeah. was so crazy is um because i don't a hundred percent know what's going on me neither i know there's definitely been stuff going on yeah. but like that I don't, should be more widely reported on too yeah. but i guess it's one of those things where i, I want that shit to stop yeah, yeah right like i don't give a fuck who right who wrong but like when America is involved with anything in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and we sending bombs, and we got tanks going through neighborhoods, the people over there yeah. will report that shit, and it would be like, "Hey, nigga, America is fucking our shit up. Yeah, we need to go over there and stop." Like, yeah, who is the right? Who is in the quote unquote right and the quote unquote wrong? Like, I just want all this murder yeah. and all this conflict to stop because, like. Man, chill out, eat some food, be married with your people. Like, <laughs> what? A, like, come on, man. We living in a totally different fucking world, man. And it's it's crazy because shit will be going on on the other side of the fucking world uh, and the other side of the globe. And we don't know. And it's like, fam, all right, this country's over there literally being wiped away. And we have no clue what is happening, why it's happening. So um, we all need to better educate ourselves. But again, stop judging people for not knowing or not praying. A lot of people just ain't heard of it, dog. Like, it's barely on. If me and Jay barely know everything that's going on, it's probably a lot more niggas who ear ain't been to the streets because we actually give a fuck about this I shit. I know what's not right. I mean, what's good? there's no... Frankie uh, Beverly and Beyonce, because that's not right. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna tell you. I know women shouldn't be getting raped and thrown in rivers, and people be facts like facts. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, facts, and that's hey. On once whoever you, side, like once you tell me that, nigga, I don't give a fuck if they Sudanese, if they from Paris, if they from New Zealand. Like but that's terrible ex- shit. But bro. let's explore this a little yeah. bit, right? So let's get awareness up. There's something going on in this in the Sudan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are you saying that because you want us regular people to care, or would you like the Americans to get involved. Yeah, yeah. Because then, like, again, back to your point, Americans get involved, and then a lot of times it's, why the fuck we over there? That ain't our business. That ain't our, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because they ain't want niggas fucking around in uh, North Korea like that. We were scared as fuck. And like, we've like, been trying to pull troops back. Uh-huh. Like, it's just so tough for me. All the way back to Vietnam, nigga. And I don't, we sending niggas over there when it ain't got shit to do with us politically. But on the flip side, humanitarians need to, like, come on, go help, fam. Like I don't envy the people who make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And those not none of the people that you see on TV. But the yeah. ones that make the decision, like, all right, looks, man, yeah. we do got to do something. Hey. And then, well, what does that look like? Because now I got a plan for the next 15 to 20 years. Facts. So even if this conflict, we go over there, we stay over there for three or four years. Yeah. What does that look like for my country as far as once we fucked it up via Geneva Convention? Yeah. Well, now we got to fix it back up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and what shit, does, fiscally, 
Yeah. How do we do that? How do we afford that when we already like the fucking national debt going crazy? And it's like, it's how just, do we help? And it's like, yo, is the solution going over there and just wiping all these motherfuckers away and then rebuilding? Like, cause that's what we've done in a lot of countries. We done went over and killed a bunch of motherfuckers who didn't need to die in an effort to kill the few people who did need to die and to take over the, the military and da, 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 And once we got control then it's like, all right, now y'all spending money building it back. And it's like, fam, that was, yeah. So I don't know, man, but educate yourself. They got a great article on the root, uh, check out the root.com and just go and you can see about the military violence that's going on there. And just the, uh, Sudanese, I'm gonna just call it the Sudanese massacre that's occurring right now. Uh, cause it's a lot of, men women and children over there dying without cause so uh god bless them man and, and we're gonna learn more about it and we're gonna come back to educate y'all as we learn more uh but in general stop being dependent on like the internet and cnn to tell y'all what's going on out here man like do some research on your own uh so you can know more about it because i think it's like they um they uh like whoever they like dictator is or something is like it's a i know the protest started with whoever they dictator is and it's gone crazy from there allegedly so um yeah man hopefully uh whoever needs to get involved gets involved if that's america cool if it's not then whatever we need to do man i just world peace bro <laughs> like it's a real thing nigga i don't know who coined the term but i ain't seen it yet i ain't seen it one time nigga. i'm about to be 35 i ain't seen world peace ever nigga. they said like america's like officially not, oh no we trash now out of like the last i don't know 100 years we've yeah. only not been in an official war for like three mm -hmm. like we've always been in some yeah. sort of conflict yeah. every president is a wartime president yeah. like it's just the thing we stay in that shit yeah. um and we spend so much money on it dog but you know i mean i can get my conspiracy back i mean that's how it's designed yeah. like it's not like fucking world war like <laughs> niggas didn't had world wars nigga and then look at how much the economy then went on to like build off that shit with all the movies like and uh when we was worn in the Middle East and then our president's uh vice president, Dick Cheney, got the contract to rebuild all the shit that you just went over there and destroyed. Yeah. Now that seemed like some illegal shit. That's man. what I'm saying. Like you press for the war and then your company, Halliburton, gets yeah. the contract to rebuild the entire country. Like, fam, you making money hand over fist. Nigga Halliburton, a whole nother fucking podcast right there dog yeah. uh but anyway man yeah god bless sudan um god bless detroit yo last week was a or last weekend rather was a very uh rough weekend to say the least man i, I read that article and no no diss all respect to my people in chicago but it looked like one of them headlines where every it seemed like every weekend if you read something people. about chicago 17 people shot over the weekend 54 people shot over a holiday weekend but last weekend for no reason in detroit 13 people shot like 11 was killed something like that like it, man it was wild like uh dog and again to, god bless chicago man no diss i got to the crib relatively early saturday night or well, saturday mm -hmm. um around about 10 10 30 i hear a helicopter outside you know yeah sometimes it's a helicopter yeah. but it was like hovering for a little too long yeah so uh, I was on Twitter. I jumped. I, I jumped on Twitter and was like, "Man, uh, helicopter been hovering for about three minutes." Mm -hmm. I grabbed a thirty just in case. I mean, so I mean, I was uh, halfway in to shoot the helicopter. Down. I mean, you well, you just never know what the fuck going on. <laughs> facts, you know facts. what I'm saying. So I said it halfway in jest. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Wake up uh, and read an article on Monday morning. 
a nigga down the street, well, two of the people, one of the people who got killed was right off Six Mile leaving Sweet Soul Bistro. Okay, okay. Which is right down the right street. Right up the way, yeah. Two guys walked out, another dude in the bar followed him, shot and killed one of them, shot the other in the leg, and I guess they was looking for him. Yeah. Because that's only a few streets down. So that helicopter was, was actually looking for somebody. Damn. So me grabbing the 30... Uh, just in case. I mean, shit, man. Yeah, dog. I heard about that. The dude getting killed over there outside of Mandy's. Yeah. Um, on the east side. Uh, um, he was a uh, well liked. A lot of my followers. Yeah. On my time. So did he rap? I I, I couldn't really sure. tell. I mean, everybody um, rapped at one point. Facts. That's a whole ass fact, man. But rest in peace to everybody who uh who got killed in the city last week, man. God bless everybody who got injured. And um, just stay on your pivot, man. Like stop the conflict, yo. We dealing with a lot of killed like in Greek Town or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three people shot in Greek Town. One of them died. He was uh, I don't know her personally, but somebody I know. This is her cousin, and it it was her cousin's dad. Um, that died, and I happened to see her cousin, her uncle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, see, that's the thing. I don't fuck, know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know because you never know, yeah, nigga. Never know. Marriage and all that. You just never know if they really was Facts. for real, real related. Cousins. Yeah. Um. Step uncle. I don't know, but uh, hey, rest in peace, the dog man. He was like an old head too. Like so, uh, my uncle mm-hmm. got remarried, right? Mm-hmm. And his now wife, my aunt, okay, uh, children, okay, are my like my cousins. Yeah, by marriage. Yeah. So my cousin, by my uncle's marriage, just married one of my homeboy's sister. So I'm like, does that make my homeboy my cousin now? Because <laughs> yo, I mean, your sister is cousins. I mean, your sister is married to my cousin. Yeah. Does that make you my? I mean, in black households, yeah, because ain't no blood related. Yeah. None of these, but uh, fam, in a black household, that's your cousin, bro. Like that's my man's, but now he my cousin. That's your cousin now, nigga. Not many non-blood cousins niggas got for real. Like that's your fucking family, dog. Um, the fuck else could happen out here in these streets? I did get a real. It was a basic little uh blackberry letter, but it was a good one, man. So shout out to the homie that sent it. Uh, hey guys, real quick question. Just wanted to know what are y'all thoughts on dating multiple people at a time? Um, and would it bother you if someone you were seriously interested in did so? That's a you got to answer that question. First off, that's a, lot a of different answer to these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was it was simple, but it's a complex question. That's though. an excellent question. Yeah. Who do you want to answer? So let me just from the from the guy standpoint, yeah, because yeah. this has been me. Um, it's very expensive, and this is my homeboy asking too. So this, this, it's this. very expensive dating multiple people. It, facts, you know what I'm facts. saying. So that's like when girls be like, "Why the nigga be cheap with the date?" Because you may yeah. be date number three this week. Yeah, and not because you're trying to be a player or some shit yeah. like that. But as people say, you should actually date. There's no commitment. Check your options Ain't out nobody. while you have them available. Yeah. yeah, if you're not fucking, but you are still dating, like you ain't had. This a date, so. Right there, let's kind of tap into it because I seen this question uh, on my homegirl Facebook page. What do you consider dating? Because right, I feel like that needs to be the because yeah. you just said something. You ain't necessarily fucking, but you dating them. I consider dating literally going out on dates, but we ain't necessarily establishing them. Like we might not even be quote unquote kicking it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like we've literally just gone out on dates. If I've taken you on one or two dates. 
Yeah, I wouldn't even say that's a cheating, time, nigga. Sometimes we had, me and you went yeah. to go eat and we was mm-hmm. at the same place and we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think the date comes in where this is someone I may be looking to be romantically involved yeah. with. Yeah. And these dates are trying to lead me to that. Toward that. Not yeah, lead yeah. me to the relationship, but lead me like, hey, is this somebody I can see myself with? Yeah. And you have a nose. I think that's a date. After a third outing that I've paid for, <laughs> You my ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, we used to kick it. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. If <laughs> I paid for if I paid for more than three outings, um, we we absolutely kicking in. We dating. We talking. Whatever the fuck. And if we didn't tongue kissed on two out of them three, like fam, like all right, we we kicking it. We rapping. So why do you think there is such a a stigma or uh don't nobody want to ask what this is? Um, cause both of y'all think y'all dating, but don't none of y'all know. But it seemed like don't nobody like why don't y'all? So I think it's a few things, bro. I think it's a fear of rejection. Okay, cause a lot of people don't want the reality that somebody might tell them, "Oh no, nigga, we just having fun." Like I, this wasn't shit serious. Cause you wanted it to be something serious. Now you gotta play the whole. No, no, no. I was cool. Like your (laughs) voice get mad high. Like yeah, no, cause I wanted to kick it with you too. (laughs) Nigga, voice get high. no, because I thought we was having fun, man. Oh, okay. I was just checking because, you know, I really wasn't feeling you. I don't like your eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? I always buy bitches flowers. <laughs> like, no, you don't. And now you broke because them flowers is not cheap. Uh, So I think it's a fear of rejection. I also think it's um, just, again, probably the number one issue across all relationships, whether they intimate or not. We all suck at communication, dog. Yeah. Don't nobody want to really talk and really see what's good. Like, I um, I see just you know when you on social media you always see like men and women posting dating and relationship type questions, and it'll like they'll allude that it's about like a situation they going through, and it's like, fam, have you talked to the person that you asking these ten thousand strangers about or like because you getting advice from niggas who don't know you or her yeah or him or whatever and it's like because I can explain the situation to you, but like. <laughs> If he was actually in it, yeah. it may not be how I explained it. It's completely different, yeah. And it's like, um, so I think just the, the the fear of rejection and the lack of strong ability to communicate with one another is kind of like, don't nobody just want to get that clarity, but you want that clarity. That's the ironic part. Like, you actually, like, going crazy in your mind trying to figure out what it is. And then um, something I know, just as we've gotten deeper into our 30s, now it's more difficult to, like, Cause it's like, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you know when y'all are official? How do you know? Like, do you, you ain't asking, will you go with me no more? Like right. niggas is old. So it's like, what are we exactly? Like, are you my girlfriend? Are you my boyfriend? Like whatever the fuck. I think is the lack of interpersonal communication skills, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. And I think there has been a stigma put on, unfortunately, this word, the thirst portion. Facts. And like it, you don't want to. You don't want to be both, thirsty. Po- both of y'all, y'all niggas madly in love. Don't nobody want to say it. Yeah. I mean, that's a little extreme. But, but no, that's real because don't nobody want to be the first one to say, hey, I love you. I want to be with you. Don't nobody want to be the first one to text first in the morning. Like I've seen niggas go the whole day saying, dog, she still ain't hit me up yet. And I'm like, bro, have you hit her? Or you waiting, nigga? Like, but you trying to flex like a it's like a power game. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's pride, dog. I better not let this woman know I'm thinking about it. Woo! Fam, do you know how much weight is held in a hey, I was just thinking about you text? 
just want to let you know. I don't, I don't want shit. Get back to doing whatever you was doing. I ain't trying to break you up. I just say this. Um, just think about you. You was on my mind. iPhones have voice messages. That's a fact. You can also send that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just hold that motherfucking button down and record it. Like, it's a little bit more sincere than the text, Man. but it's not a full call. It ain't a voicemail. Yeah. Because like, don't nobody <laughs> check that voicemail. But, no, nigga, I'm a, uh, like, I got... I have an issue with people who can't like put that little bit of pride aside and just say like, yo, because the the fact is you've been thinking about that motherfucker all day. All day. Take five seconds to say, hey, I was thinking about you. And they ain't going to say, oh, he he been thinking about me. She been thinking about me all day. They going to say in this moment, they was thinking about me and they let me know. And that's it. And now you got points. Well, you will hope now that. I can give you the dick. You will hope that. Yeah. Because facts. now because of Smith. You screenshot this nigga all on my... <laughs> now, so that's the other fucked up part about it. Um, A lot of people are afraid to jump into that bag because you've of the you've seen thirst. it on social media, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we see the... I got a couple homegirls who I be... Every time they post a screenshot of a nigga in a text or DMs, I DM them like, y'all gotta you, relax. Why, like, you, why are you doing this? Who and you and one of them specifically, she should chill because she used to be in my DMs like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. my nigga now, but she got some very embarrassing shit in my DMs right now. And it's just like, I would never do that to you, but... In general, like, if you was doing it with me, I know it's another few niggas out here who might could blast you. So, like, Thanks. relax, man. Like, um, I don't know. I just, as far as the, to kind of bring it back to the question, uh, dating multiple people, I think that everybody should do that until you found someone who you want to date solely. Like, yeah. it don't, like, if you find somebody and y'all go out on that first date, and it was cool, but it ain't really blow your mind. It was just cool. I tell you, why like, you settling for it? It was just all right. I mean, if I'm dating somebody or I'm dating multiple people, mm-hmm. and I really, really like another person, I mean, yeah. this person, when some shit come up, I'm going there. Yeah, you got to get your hierarchy. Like, fam, this has been cool, but like, I literally would like to yeah. spend time with her because I, I, I like her. Everybody. You can be dating, let's say, five women, right? One of them is, if one of them is special, let me throw that, if one of them is special, because all five could be absolute trash. Trust me, I've been on dates with all five of the trashy. But if one of them five is special, eventually, them other four will naturally fall off. You won't be as responsive no more. You won't be hitting them up. You won't be as forward, hey, we should go out. Like, you're going to kind of stop doing what you've been doing to put more time into that special one. But it has to happen. That special one has to identify herself, right? Or you have to be able to identify that specialness in her. You don't know that off the first date with her and you've never dated anybody else. Like, fam, give yourself some options. And ladies, too, like, stop going. Y'all become niggas' wives off the first date and you ain't dated nobody else in... I mean, I don't necessarily... Well, not I don't mind a woman telling me that she's currently dating and, mm-hmm. like... Like you, because that was the other part of your question. Would y'all care? Yeah, not like you put me on the roster or something. Yeah, shit, but like I would like to know if you actively dating somebody, right? Now I want to know, but it's not. Here's my thing, and I've said this to women I was dating before. I'm not. I don't give a fuck that you dating other niggas. I don't care who them other niggas are. I want to know because if me and you become physical. I need to now know. It comes like now I am involved. My safety is yeah. a part of this. But see now, when, when it comes to the part where now we fucking, yeah, if we dating, yeah, I'm probably not gonna be dating seriously. And it kind of no, know. no, no. It I'm, a, I'm a. So I'm about to say what you didn't say. I think because this is real for me. 
I could be kicking it with seven of y'all. If I'm fucking one of y'all, I'm probably not fucking out of the six. More than likely. Like, right, right, it, right. it would be rare that the other six is getting to work. And more than likely, the one that I'm fucking is probably the one that's in the lead. So, uh, ladies, again, if you being intimate with niggas you dating on a multiple dating but scene. But you, you do got to... to qualify that y'all are dating facts facts because you could just be a nigga that's a, a nigga could just be slashing and that's another thing so i read uh read on one of my homegirls pages the other day um damn i can't remember exactly what it said but it was something to the tune of she's basically fucking like a nigga she always kind of been comfortable fucking but she's dating the dude seriously. Yeah. But she only fucking the, the smash down nigga is that's all they doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't no dating, ain't no feelings. We fucking and we passing. And she like, she really liked this other nigga. And it was a lot of commentary uh, on her post. I understand it. I I get it, but I'm also like, listen, <laughs> I don't know if I should share this or not. Nigga, fuck it. We on the pod. Well, this not, the culture. Nigga, do it for the culture. Ne- bro. It's not necessarily about me. But this is a little secret about it's niggas. It's not about right? Jay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look, women having sex and men having sex is different. One thousand percent. You know what I'm saying? One thousand. If a woman go on a drought, or when she decides not to have sex with other people, and when she starts back, and when a man decides not to have sex with people, and he starts back, there is a big difference. Because mm-hmm. the night of, boom, boom, bow. Two minutes later, yeah. you got a sad face. Facts. So sometimes. Nigga gotta go get warmed up. <laughs> hey, you know what hey. I'm saying? Nigga gotta go warm up. Call that quick boy. You gotta go warm up with possibly an ex or Man, whatever, whatever. Just a little bust down. To get nigga. you to get you back in your in game shape. And now that you back in game shape, now you can go give Fam, a new if girl. Anybody been watching the finals? Seven. If anybody been watching the finals, Demarcus Cousins hadn't played basketball in a long time. <laughs> he looks very out of shape. It wasn't until last game that he started to really like power up and yeah. look like okay nigga men are built like that like we can't just jump back in the game after a drought and perform at our highest level nigga we gotta practice and with a new girl so you may yeah. literally really like this other person yeah. and that's who you want to put your energy to but like i yeah. know once we go there i gotta get you some a1 because all facts, that shit facts. So let me get warmed up men gotta here. give chicks a1 off rip. off rip you know strong seven or better or it's not happening no nah, ain't round no second two. chances bro you know what i'm saying ain't no second chance that might be your only chance if you can get a round two in that same night you gave her that week round one and then you go ham round two. Yeah. But round two after 30 is not. Because you don't want to pull a KD. Fam, I definitely tore my Achilles during <laughs> round two, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'd have had a surgery right now. So <laughs> in, the, in that instance, well, so like what if she, uh, now she just want, she just like consistent dick. But hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Like I, I get it though. I, I get where she at. Um, The only thing with women who are dating multiple people but like you got a smash nigga, you ain't even dating him. He ain't even in your pool of niggas you dating. He just a smash nigga. You also get a pussy to the other nigga that you really like. That's my transfer the pussy, dog. Like yeah, transfer the pussy over to but nigga. The, the pussy is they kinetic. Wanna, they, they they don't want to add another number because I think that and makes that, them so home. literally. Bam! You just hit it. I ain't even have to tell you. That's what my homegirl shit said. I don't want to put another body on unless only, I know about you. The only nigga to know your number, fam. Don't nobody give a fuck. I don't get. I'm not the nigga that asks. How many people you fuck? Never in my life. Because here's the thing. You ain't fucked as many niggas as I fuck chicks. So off rip, I don't want to open that door. 
because I don't need you. One, I don't know how many women I fuck. Two, I don't want to fucking. And that's hey, nigga, niggas who know me know I got down. But um, I don't want to open that door because I don't want to have that convo with you about my past. Listen, I'm gonna could, tell you I used to be a hoe, and that's it. You could have fucked the same three niggas for twenty years, and, and you can still be a hoe. And like it, it don't matter the numbers per se. Well, and, <laughs> unless it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <man. No. laughs> could tell me she was Will Chamberlain out here. Like, oh, a thousand this no, year. I'm, like, finna, oh. I'm finna take her to the shrink. Uh, she need to talk to somebody. But like, um, and we're going to fucking minute clinic. Get off that number shit. She need shit. to test that pussy. Get off that number shit. Yeah, I don't you care about the number. You fucking a nigga that you don't like and you got a nigga that you do like but you not giving him the pussy. I know some weird ass niggas, dog. They be asking their chicks the number before they even fucking. I'm like, fam, you ain't even... And nigga, she ain't added you, whatever her number is, you nigga. You need to hit and make sure that she likes what you offering first. <laughs> God damn before it. you don't become a number, nigga. You will not be a statistic, dog. I don't ask the number, man. I don't want And I don't care. Like, when I'm fucking... I'm fucking like I don't it could be 30 niggas before me I'm fucking right now though like and if you got 30 bodies before me so I think the implica- I think the implication is when yeah. a woman is dating multiple people that she's having sex she with giving multiple it up. people or she being intimate with multiple yeah. people so that makes her look a certain way and yeah. I guess the implication is when men doing the same thing we hoes are yeah, yeah. so I guess it really does depend on what the term dating mean. Yeah. But if we just going out eating and getting to go getting to know each other and possibly like I mean, I might go on a few dates, but Yeah. Um so I I tell y'all, you know how we do on this week in culture, we always get into like our personal bag. Um two thousand thirteen to two thousand fourteen. I went fourteen months, maybe fifteen months without having sex, right? intentionally though like i did this shit on purpose i was i just broken up with uh one of my exes and it was a very long it was a four-year relationship thought we was gonna get married thought we was gonna do all that we didn't we broke up i knew it was the last time we was gonna be back together and by the time i got over the the breakup i was like all right it's time for me to get out here yeah so i went out to the bar seeing this chick that i know was kind of like, I, you know, she looking all right for the night. Like, so got her number. And then like the next night, which was a Saturday, text her. I was at one bar. She was at another club. Text her like, yo, where you at? You out? She like, yeah, but I'm about to slide. I'm like, shit, I'm about to slide too. Nigga, pull up to my crib. She pulled up. We did the thing. Got it in. And then she wouldn't leave, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't really like spending the night with chicks. I'm not a, like, don't stay with me. I don't know you, stranger. So she wouldn't leave my fucking home. And... A long story short, I got so frustrated with her. Like, she spent the night. She stayed over there mad long the next morning. She was trying to get breakfast. Then when she realized it was after 12, she wanted to get brunch. Whole time, I'm over there about to commit suicide. Nigga, I just wanted the police to come get her out of my home. And then I was so annoyed by the time she left. Uh, I was like, yo, you got to stop, man. You got to like relax. And like, you can't come back in the game on some like pure sex shit. Cause yeah. you was too, I was 29 at the time. So I was like, you too old to only be fucking chicks who you don't even rock with. Like you don't even want to have a convo with them after yeah, y'all fuck. Yeah, they can't yeah. be there the next morning. So I stopped having sex for about 14 months, 14 and a half ish. And during that time I dated all the women in Atlanta. Like if you was cute in Atlanta between 2013 and 2014, I dated you. And if I didn't, you ain't as cute as you thought you was, but I was doing it without the sex, right? You wasn't putting out. 
I wasn't giving them the dig. They couldn't get the dig. Y'all ain't earned the dig, nigga. I was acting up, though, because I had all these chicks I was kicking it with. But when you remove the sex, you start to really, like, learn shit. Like, oh, she pretty as fuck, but she is dumb, nigga. Or she really cold, but she, like, she just dense. She shallow. She... Go on a date and don't drink no alcohol. When you, Woo! When you meeting this Went on a few of them. Because I was doing a lot of breakfast dates, and not every spot got mimosas. Yeah. Nigga, some of them, it's really omelets, and that's it. And y'all got to talk. That drink enhances your conversation, their conversation, their, if it ain't. Because, look, man, I know my personality. I could sit up and talk to what nigga. We talk for a kind of a living. Nigga. I talk for a living. 100%. You definitely talk for a living. I ain't making no bread off this shit yet. So till I do, till Lena Waithe and Issa Rae and uh, Courtney from Power start giving us bread to review their shit. I ain't making no bread off this, but I talk for kind of a living. I could talk to whoever. That drink helps a lot of women open up, dog. And it's I don't need that. To be me, I don't need that to do what we do. As I sip my uh, box Merlot, <laughs> nigga, I don't fucking need that. But uh, I sip this Corona, you shit. dig? But no, nah, man. After 15 months, I I finally got that off, and uh, but it took that long to find somebody I wanted to fuck, and felt like tomorrow morning I'm not gonna want to kick them out my crib. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I so when you date multiple women, it ain't necessarily. Even if it might look like or the stigma is you fucking multiple people, fuck that. If you date multiple people, do that shit for you. Do that to give yourself options. Fuck what niggas might think. Fuck what people might be out here worried about, man. Now, the other layer to this is that's like that preliminary dating shit. Facts. But once we are like... Once it's serious. Like dating, hey. quote unquote, exclusively. Hey. No, nigga. You not dating nobody else. No, no, no. <laughs> when I know your motherfucking middle name... <laughs> And I didn't like been to your house more than once, and like I'm comfortable coming over. Like I don't gotta like, hey, uh, I compete for your attention. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not gonna compete for one your side, affection, fam. Woo, bars. Um, once we at that level, and we didn't kind of gone past. Hey, we just getting to know each other, and we yeah, we, we just, went on enough dates to say yeah. we do like each other, and we yeah, want to yeah. pursue something. Once the date stopped becoming about going out. Once it's like, oh, yeah, you can't come over and we just sitting up and talking or, yeah, you can come over and I know it's not like weird or yeah. we can go on a free date to the fucking uh, library or some shit and read a book because it ain't really a thing. Like once the dates are no longer about dinner and drinks and a movie and all that, uh, then it's real. And at that point, you better stop fucking with whoever the fuck you fucking with, because if I see a wild name pop up on your phone with a fucking eggplant emoji. I mean, ultimately, what I will up, break your shit. Ultimately, what ends up happening is if I'm putting energy and effort into you, and I see that you still putting energy and effort into, into someone else, yeah. I'm just gonna fall back, and or into like, multiple gonna, someone else's. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That I'm just gonna Facts. be like, nah, chill. So there's a level of uh, the initial round, yeah. so to speak, of dating. But once you get yeah. to like level two, level three, all right, focus okay. your energy on one, and then you know. Everybody that you're dating, no matter how many people it is, at a certain point, if one of them is the standout, everybody else will fall back. Like, you will naturally fall off them. Um, and they'll realize you've fallen off them, and they're going to stop hitting you up. I'll put mm -hmm. like this. You can be, I'd be seriously dating somebody, and then chicks are hopping a DM like, what's up, you single? And I don't be knowing how to answer something. You, you yeah. would not know how to answer. You'd be yeah. like, yeah, I am. And then they'd be like, all right, what's up? Let's go out tomorrow. I'd be like, well, I got a date tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, 
be like, yeah, I'm kind of dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't want, uh, and I don't want nobody to take like our shit as like fact. Going back to the other point we made about communicating, dog. Talk to the person that you really interested in and whose opinion. Because they might not give a fuck how until y'all, quote unquote, boyfriend, girlfriend. They might not give a fuck that you dating four or five other people. I'll be straight up like, hey. no, I'm single. I do got somebody hey. I'm spending a lot of time with, though. Exactly. But you need to know um, for your own personal like awareness, you need to know if you're dealing with a person that's going to say, yeah, I'm single, but I am kicking it with somebody kind of seriously, or I got somebody I spend time with. Or if you're dealing with a motherfucker who's going to be like, yo, I'm single as fuck. What's up with it? Shit, nigga, you got that pussy out, nigga? What's ready? <laughs> you pulled the pussy out, nigga? Jay pulled a 30 out. You pulled the pussy out, nigga? <laughs> Jay heard a helicopter pull the 30. I heard your phone ring and pulled the pussy out, nigga. What's good? Uh, so, yeah, man, learn the person that you kicking it with and, and the person you considering, I guess, getting serious with um, and figure out what's up with them. But... This just me and Jay opinion, man. If you date multiple people, dog, all you doing is just trying to see what's the best fit for you. And you should, um, because that's yeah. a very important choice for you. Yeah, man. You again, dog, if whatever works for you works for you, cool. But I think that seeing what's up again, I'm not saying fucking anybody. I'm just saying seeing what's up with several people until you have a good fit. Because as a nigga who was like a serial dater, I know for a fact it's a lot of women who they seemed cool, but they seemed a little cooler because everybody else seemed trash. Whole time, they wasn't really that great neither, but it was just like, all right, you the best of a bad bunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, Big fish, small pond. Exactly, man. So uh, just do what you got to do, but great fucking question, man. We appreciate you. Uh, fuck it, man. Let's get into the shot, dog. Man, man, How man. you felt about this episode, dog? Episode nine, bro. Love this fucking episode, dog. <laughs> I paused. I didn't it. love it the first time I watched it. The last two times I watched it, I really loved this shit. Dog. I paused that shit, man. There's a lot happened. I paused it and was like, "Damn, this is a real good episode." I don't kind of want this to end because you know yeah. you pause it yeah. and you can see how much, I'm like I'm about seventy five percent. Yeah, like it was a good episode, and I was so fucking angry because my nigga Brandon a good actor, dog. Bro, um, we gonna get into that nigga in a minute, uh. I didn't want the episode to end, but more important than that, like what I realized when the episode went off, I don't want this season to end. Nigga. Because a lot's finna happen moving forward. Like to this point, it seems like Lena Waithe was able to bear whatever backlash she got and season three should still be going off. Um, But bringing this shit back next season, dog, without Brandon, without Jerrica, that's gonna be a fucking major like I can deal without Jerrica to be perfect. Yeah, no, honest. no, I can deal without Jerrica if we had Brandon for sure. But I'm like the dynamic of Jerrica with Brandon and not having that, but then also realizing you ain't getting Brandon either. It's just like, whoa, shit, that's a lot, man. Um, so yeah, we we can get into it like we normally do, man. Just kind of take it storyline by storyline, man. Who you want to start with, bro? How did this episode start? Uh, this episode started with Emmett. He was he Emmett walked. at the fucking chicken shack. Yeah, so he Man. and his managerial role now. How long has it been? I don't know the timeline that they given us on this shit because y'all wasn't even rebuilt last week. Yeah. Um, Sonny just got the insurance check and, now and talked about building month? a second uh joint that yeah. you could be the manager of. 
And it's like, all right, well, now you back running the whole show and you employee of the month. So I don't know how much they stretch this. And it's his first check, by the way. First check since he got his fucking promotion. Month? Yeah. And you're just getting your first check. You ain't be <laughs> you two weeks in, nigga. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Maybe Sonny made him employee of the month for saving his life or something. Yeah. I don't know, nigga. But uh, we start the episode with Emmett walking around, uh, walking around the chicken shack. He in his bag, nigga. He going up to every customer in that bitch. Yo, you got your hot sauce. You got your chicken. You got your, oh, you good? Nah, nah, whoa, whoa, and you know what? Emmett pretty intelligent, dog. Facts. And Facts. I say intelligent and not quote unquote smart mm-hmm. because you can see him maneuvering his way he he knows what he knows he's a good talker yeah. he's a good salesman and he knows how to imp- he know how to connect with people he's charismatic bro he is charismatic um and i think that that has gotten him in and out of a lot of trouble yeah um with with the job though it's interesting because it's like i right, now you have a salaried position you got benefits you have the ability to actually take care of your three kids without problem like up until now you've barely been able to stay afloat and you still making more money than you made before in fact so you you're taking home even after all the fucking child support shit goes out you taking home more than you ever took home before so it's like you're in a really advantageous position right but still kind of felt when he opened that check like it wasn't enough, nigga. And I don't have kids. I ain't been through that. This would be a great Three. fucking Dame question, nigga, to get my dog up here. Dame, what up? Um, to have three kids and three fucking child support checks coming out of your paycheck every time you get paid. I'm sure that's an alarming fucking thing, but it's like you can even see that the niggas really happy. Like, yo, I got benefits now. Like, they can go to the dentist whenever they want. Like, but don't take advantage though. That copay crazy. Like. He just seemed like a grown ass man. And I'm like, we talking about a nigga that's on the show at least 17, 18. Yeah. So it's like, don't even got a high school diploma. Don't even 17, 18, no diploma. And you finally able to take care of business. Like that's dope. He even tried to get his own crib. You know what I'm saying? Nigga got a little basement apartment set up. It looked kind of bogus, but it's so like three hundred dollars. Shit, three hundred a month, nigga. That, he said that include lights. <laughs> includes fucking utilities for three hundred a month. Hey, nigga, I live in a basement. In for Chicago three hundred a month that come with anything, man. Put Plus, some, it's, again, put some paint on that damn shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we talking about a 17, 18 year old nigga. Like, I know when I was seventeen, eighteen, and I was out here, half the spots I went to with chicks was janky as hell, shady as hell. They look like they cost way less than three hundred a month French to keep quarters. up. Right by on uh, West Chicago, right behind fucking uh, Cody High School. Hey, my brother first apartment. Yeah, he moved out. He moved at eight. He got married at eighteen. Had a baby and shit. So when I grew up, I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because at seventeen, eighteen, it ain't about the luxury of your spot. It's about having a spot, having a place to go home to. That's not your parents. Having a place to lay your head, call your girl up. Hey, come over to my like it's about getting used to that. You know what I'm saying? And like, if you don't go off to school and have a dorm and a campus apartment or whatever the fuck, you got to start somewhere, nigga. Like, you can't. 
you ain't expecting to go live like Otis Perry off rip, nigga. Mm. You can't have a Florida ceiling windows at 17, 18. Like, you got to get a crib, nigga. And right now, you've been fucking at your mom's crib. Now, $300 a month, you ain't got to sneak nobody in. You ain't got to kick nobody out the window. They ain't got to hide under the bed. Uh, What's his name? Sister, Kevin's sister. Yeah. Like, it's you're able to start growing up, bro. So, let's talk about that in relation to Emmett. Yeah. So, also, when it first kicked off, he see... Track coach. Track coach is back, man. He got a long ass chin, dog. I don't like that nigga. Man. Track coach back with another young girl. A different track uh athlete. So he got another young track chick under he, his arm. And he talking shit. He run up to they pull up in the restaurant. He come up, he order his food. He even trying to be slick with it, like, yeah, she gonna get to dark me. <laughs> I'm like, fam, you are a nasty nigga, and you're the going n- to prison, nigga. <laughs> nigga you are going the nasty down. award. Yeah, no, 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 that nigga definitely gets to fucking nasty. Uh, and then it's like, so he talking shit with Emmett. He like, what's up, little man? You that little nigga that was out there? Emmett looking like he want to beat that nigga ass, bro. Don't call me little man. I appreciate him saying that. Get your respect. Um, then he tried to stun on him with the tip. Yeah, no, I'll keep the change. You're going to need it working in this raggedy motherfucker. Like, bitch, I will shoot your motherfucking like, car. Oh, you the manager in here? Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, I'm 17. But I'm the manager. I'm running a fucking restaurant. I got nigga. benefits that's not coming. Even though my mama should have them, I'll be on my mama benefits. He should absolutely be on his mama's benefits. Like 22, I yeah. think. I don't know. His mama, me and Jada got to scrap because she doing that nigga a little dirty. I don't really. She's not as supportive as I need her to be. In this current time, like yeah, you let them be in your crib for as long as you let them be in your crib, but you kicked them on the street. I don't think black parents specifically should do that, fam. When you turn eight, I don't think you should just kick your kids out. I don't even know if you're eighteen yet. Yeah, we ain't even really <laughs> gathered that info. Like, no, nah, fam. Why would you set him up for failure? But then you failed him as a parent. That's why he's like this. Bigger than that, you kicked him on the street. He was forced to go try to build a relationship with his dad. That shit didn't go well. Then. The a relationship f- that you couldn't foster and you was fucking him fam <laughs> and his dad is fucking with every one of his other baby moms you the only one not at dinner a week but whatever I ain't gonna get on Jada head like that but um then Emmett the, the nigga was sleeping head. on the street he was sleeping on the train he's sleeping on a fucking food truck like nigga your son really been out here bad getting beat up and the whole time you on dates with Ronnie trying to go get some fucking seafood downtown. You on a date with a nigga that shot a kid. That time. murdered a kid. He ain't just shooting me. Murdered him, nigga. But whatever, dog. A kid that wasn't even his. Like, that's really not even a fuck. I'm trying to avenge Jason Death. <laughs> Yo, shout out to anybody who be hitting us up about the Ronnie voice, nigga. Like, <laughs> I just really want y'all to know that sometimes I say shit in that voice. <laughs> and it's not on purpose, nigga. Like it just come out. What's like, so funny, dog? This the real funny. This the real shit that's funny. Is I'm watching the episode on Sunday, nigga. Yeah. On the couch, saying the voice, nigga, hey. and cracking the fuck up by myself. Like, what? I had a few <laughs> niggas hit me, like, dog. That nigga been on this episode too much. I'm saying shit in his voice now, nigga, because he been on here too long, dog. But uh, yeah, man. So the track coach coming there, he talking shit with Emmett, and he he kind of coming at Emmett dirty, so. Emmett called, you know, called for a little backup, nigga. Sonny, man, look at this nigga, man. He he told Sonny about it. Sonny, yo, Sonny was funny as fuck on that part, dog. Like, that girl 15? <laughs> that girl look older than my granddaughter. Sonny eyes be getting bigger <laughs> shit when you see the chicks, dog. Uh, but him and Sonny talking, and he telling them, like, 
Sonny was right as a call. So going back to the Siri calling the police, Sonny <laughs> literally grabbed like, his phone and like, said, Siri, call, Siri the call the police. That's what she's <laughs> That's funny as fuck that that actually tied into that. Uh, like, no, nigga. Like, so that's yeah, what you're supposed to do when you see something. Emmett wasn't trying to snitch on the boy to the police, but he did want to take care of shit. So he told uh, new 63rd Street mob member Brandon. <laughs> He told Brandon what was going on. Brandon called Reggie up. So Brandon was like, because he was going to snitch. Well, yeah. To initially, he was going to say something to old girl. He's like, so you going to tell your ex-girlfriend that her current girlfriend. That her current nigga is, cheap? is cheating on her like, with another. Nigga, that's never going to work. Especially with a nigga that's a pedophile. Like, them niggas is manipulative as fuck. He her track coach, so he might hit her with a smooth threat. Like, yo, I'll get you kicked off team. You trip on me. Damn, like, you can't dirty Mac your way into some pussy. You can't. Well, eh, you it's can. Still, it's still dirty, man. But for so look, man, going back a few episodes, dog. Like I, I'm still not buying that Emmett is feeling her the way he friend like he feeling her. I think the nigga just jealous because she wasn't fucking with him when he was trying to get some pussy. She tried to give him that funeral pussy, and he ain't take it. And after that, she wasn't trying to give him no more pussy. She was fucking a track coach. I don't know. I think I, he, I don't know that he really into her, dog. I do think he like her though. Like as a, I don't know, possibly. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and give you the hot take, bro. I like Emin and Tiffany, though. <laughs> His baby mom. <laughs> Tiffany, I don't know why, bro. I just like them together. They, uh, they a mess, but I feel like the same growth that he had to have, I don't know that she's had it, but at least she seems like she's What's had so it. What's so funny is, like, because you're an adult now, Emmett, like, you probably could foster an actual relationship with her. Fast. She's, a, she's an attractive girl. She's attractive. She has two jobs. She, she will clearly put up with bullshit because she put up with you and a nigga was beating the fuck out of her. Yeah. So, like, uh, I don't, I, she I got like, a place to live. She got a crib. So, and, hey, if you about to get the little $300 crib, her and little your son, your one son that you actually tried to fuck with, they can come lit. Like, come on, bro. Or I can move in. To your crib, is, we could do more with that 300 I can take that 300 and you, that 300 goes back into our pocket, and you can take me off child support because we would be living together. So whatever yeah. that comes off, and then we'd be really good out here. Oh, if that nigga, he could maneuver that and flex that motherfucking, uh, flex his way off child support real quick. And he might should do that because I'm, dun, like, dun, well, dun, listen, I'm the I'm the one that got the full-time job. I'm the one that got benefits. She got yeah. health care. She don't have no... Well, do she got a job? I don't, she had, when they had the baby mama episode, she said she had two jobs. Uber don't count. Whatever they doing. But whatever the fuck they doing, they need to figure it out. Because guess who was right around this motherfucker? Ann and Jay, this weekend culture exclusive. We called this shit a long time ago. Tiffany's pregnant. As fuck. When they fucked on that episode, however many episodes like, ago that was, no they ain't use no rubbers bro Damn, no rubbers. yo shout out to lena waith and them for keeping it a buck and having them end up with her pregnant because Issa and them had a lot of raw sex on season two on insecure and ain't nobody said they was pregnant yet but tiffany and we don't even know what the fuck is going on with tiffany baby that baby's so. gonna be 12 when we when they come back facts still mad they ain't coming back till 2020 but whatever i'm not gonna be interested to be perfectly honest that's a long time. Uh, now, another bro. year from now, nigga. They played it like they was Game of Thrones, nigga. Fam, who you think you is with forty five minutes of she the season? She, was, she thought she was John Snow, nigga. Nigga, your whole season is two and a half hours, dog. 
everybody been giving the same sentiment too on like her page and shit like the little shit where she announced it uh the comments was very much which like which is why remember i told you the next season gonna be the last season it gotta be who the fuck the comments be? was very much like you better not be giving us fucking what did it say one girl said you better not give us six 20 minute episodes nigga like because right the you got a 30 minute time slot the episode don't actually be 30 minutes facts um, we gotta do the recap, yeah. The fucking um, the the coming on, yeah. And then and at then the end, the, they give you the, sh- the like, little ten minutes of with the wind down or whatever the fuck. And they, they give you the, the preview for next week, nigga. Yeah. All this in thirty minutes, you give me eighteen minute shows. Yeah, man. You see, you better come correct next year, but you better come real, man. And somebody better be pregnant. Cause y'all having a lot of raw sex on that bitch, dog. Shout out to raw sex. One of y'all so. better get herpes. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. Hey, they did go to Coachella though. See. Hey, see, somebody better get herpes. Yo, if y'all gonna keep it real, nigga, and keep this shit funky, somebody. How they find out everybody had herpes that quick? It was like Monday. They came back. The herp app. The herp alert. But what I'm saying is like they put the app on their dick and like how did you it find said, out? I ain't. I ain't, obviously I wasn't at Coachella with the herp alert, but they said like you get on the app. You type in whatever the fuck like symptoms like your shit was like itchy or you had like a growth or some shit and. <sighs> But I'm like, shit, if fucking however many hundreds of cases was found at Coachella, shit was spreading fast. And it's Cali, dog. Cali probably got a whole new herpes we ain't even had yet. Nigga, like they weed. Hey, look, it's too warm. The the germs don't never die. They (laughs) strange is different, nigga. The best weed and the best herpes out in Cali, bro. The 2018 herpes die in the winter, and then the 2019 herpes come (laughs) Sure. I'm about to write that down. Kelly got the best weed and the best herpes. <laughs> Make sure we put that on this week in culture's Instagram page. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. So Brandon got Tiffany pregnant. Probably his Emmett most. Emmett, yeah, not Brandon. My bad. Uh, shit, I forgot. Tiffany is everything was looking good for Emmett. Yeah, and then she she came been in popping and she came in the restaurant. Yeah, so she came in crying. I'm like, nigga, we know what was up. We called it that episode, bro. That was like episode three, nigga. He like, what's up? What's up, nigga? You he was it. all happy. He gave her the fucking uh, uh, insurance card for the dentist. Like, you can go mean, to the dentist whenever you want now. Y'all just fought for the right to choose. We can fix this shit real quick, then, right? <laughs> My Because <God. laughs> if God. I if I say that, then I sound like an asshole. But y'all thought that men didn't want this. Man, I just. Nah, yeah, me and Jay don't have no kids, dog. So we speaking from not a like personal place. I'm speaking from getting these jokes off. I'm speaking from a place of fear. Mm. Don't walk in my job telling me you're pregnant. Did you can't wait till I got off. <laughs> you absolutely unless you here for a fucking four piece. Is the baby coming today? <laughs> like, why couldn't you have this conversation later? And let's keep it a buck. Even if it was, you don't got a car. You took the bus here. Like, wh- why'd you walk down here? If the baby was coming today, like I'm still at work, <laughs> I'm I'm here till eight. Um, yeah, man. So, um, I appreciate them keeping it a buck with that scenario. We obviously we knew it was gonna happen, but I'm curious to see where it goes. Cause like you said, Brandon been on or Emmett has been on a high, riding this shit. So we gonna see, man. See what happened with this nigga Emmett and uh and his baby mom. I personally think that you know with the space he in now they could really rock this shit out but i don't know nigga it ain't no telling dog like he might easily blow this shit and uh this might put him back it might set him back like that nigga might i mean he got a good 10 months all his dreams and all that but you know niggas that's a long again i don't have a kid 
Nine months I is mean, a long fucking time to like panic. Well, now you got a place to stay. Like you good. Woo. It's three hundred dollars a month. That nigga finna be like, whoo. Cause now you finna have not only your fourth kid at 17, 18, but your second with your most wild baby moms, nigga. Like and well, she was only wild because he was a piece of shit. Yeah. She seemed like she chilling. But now we gonna see, dog, cause she might start wilding out. And nigga, I ain't a hundred percent convinced that's his kid though. Yeah, you don't have to run that test. Cause you had a boyfriend. When we was I mean y'all had just broke up or whatever Nigga you was tired of him beating your ass Cool but y'all was still fucking So I'm gonna need to see A lot of fucking This was in the same general time frame Cause it wasn't facts, snow outside Facts. So spring summer facts. School still in school still in session She hit that nigga with that I'm late I'm pregnant Ugh, I'm gonna throw up Alright well Emmett, God bless you. We're going to see hopefully a little bit more about that on next episode. Though. Man, it was a couple things on this episode. We're going to move into um, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a couple things on this joint that I, I enjoyed. There was one thing oh, that I thought the writers fucked up on. What's that? But we'll, so Kevin gets in trouble Yep. for selling the weed. The, Stay so off the weed, Stephen he, A. Smith. He gave a... <laughs> He gave the weed or sold the weed to Malcolm last episode. Malcolm was the little, basically Kevin, uh, his tethered over at Northside mm, Academy. Mm, mm. Uh, had the same. So Kevin got the nappy fro. Malcolm had his shit picked out and evened out and shit. It was, that, that was his tether. That's nigga. a keen observation. That, that was his fucking tethered. Uh, they both from the South side, but when I'm doing one thing and when I'm doing the opposite. So Kevin sold the weed to Malcolm Malcolm said he could sell that shit for 45 at his school. Uh, Kevin sold it to Malcolm for 35. Long story short, Malcolm got caught with the weed by his mom. And snitched. And snitched on his mom and told his mom that Kevin sold it to him. And then, boom, now Kevin gets in trouble at school. Uh, Kevin stands up like a soldier. Don't tell on nobody. They all know it came from Jake, but he won't tell. Um, but the whole thing about the, I don't know, West Side Christian Academy or some shit, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> this nigga said West Side Christian. <laughs> uh, that shit come out <laughs> and his mama uh, come up there and he acting out and he cussed that mama. Yo. Oh, so Kevin's shit. frustrations have been pinned up with the whole move to Northside Academy, like that whole thing. It ain't have shit to do with his mom. But his moms came up there and they was sitting in the principal's office and it was Kevin, the mom, the teacher, and the principal, they all talking. And Kevin said, I'm not going to fucking Northside, nigga. Yo, the way his mom looked at him, dog. Do you want us to give you some more time in here? Time alone. <laughs> First of all, that teacher whole ass nigga, because he knew what he was doing, nigga. Oh yeah. He said, uh, do you want us to step out, nigga? Kevin' mom looked at him. I don't know that actress name, dog, but shout out to her. She looked like every black mom ever, nigga. When they fucking son step out of line, dog, or they kids step out of line, she looked at that nigga like she was about to toast his ass, dog. Facts. And uh, I'm, then, I'm so glad because when it left out, she had the belt in hand, bro. The very next scene, she's rolling the belt back up around her hand. She ain't even put it on, nigga. She rolling that belt back around her hand, dog, and uh, he limping. That nigga Kevin's limping. She just got beat in the principal's office, dog. So I, so this is the part with the one thing that I'm like, oh, this was the white writers, yeah. Because when she walked out, 
she said you're grounded. And black people don't say you're grounded. You on punishment. That so, was a. It was a simple. It's simple, but but that's not no shit. That, not only do black people not say that, but let me tell you, black people who just beat their kid ass with a belt in the principal's office don't say that, nigga. No, not at all. Yeah, that was a flaw in the writer's end, when, bro. Literally, when when literally, I forget what I was. I was looking at my phone when I heard grunt. I literally look at the TV and say, "What the fuck, <laughs> nigga? We on punishment. We, we ain't no grounded. It's on punishment. One word on punishment. <laughs> Did you uh? What was like your worst whooping that you remember? In there? Uh, <laughs> everybody, hey nigga, remember they worst one, bro, uh, or they worst couple? Listen, fam. Uh, if you if you listen to the Shop Talk podcast, facts. Uh, we've discussed this. Uh, mm, I used to get whooped with everything. Uh huh. I mean, like peace tree switches, mm-hmm. extension cords, the whole nine. Uh, me and my brother and my cousin, we did yeah. some some really bad. And my dad went outside and he made a paddle. Um, <laughs> we watched him make it like Conan making a fucking sword. I yeah. mean, with the wood. I mean, he sanded it, shellacked it, drilled holes in it, burnt it with fire, like the whole nine yards, whatever. And we watched him make it and he fucked us up with it. Um, yeah. That was like one of the worst. But he also made both my aunts won so the whole family <laughs> had paddles yeah um, y'all niggas was greek oh we got <laughs> oh, i mean whoopings was like a thing i don't yeah. I mean, i'm trying to come to grip with it grips with it as an adult because i'm thinking like the nigga i know now is my father yeah and how he acts with the grandchildren I'm like nah. is this the same nigga that used nah. to whoop us we were child abuse you know what i'm saying like i can't like where where who is this soft docile man <laughs> 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 like who is this do- <laughs> like are you Call gonna man docile are you gonna accept that <laughs> Like we be looking like yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I I do kind of struggle funny. with that now. Like, because yeah. now that I think about it, like I don't think whoopings work. I was gonna ask. So good follow up. Uh, think you're gonna whoop your kids? It's really situational. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in general, I mean, I do think a level of of level of you need to watch what you say because I can physically fuck you up. Yeah, is needed. Yeah, right? facts. Because that happens in real life. Um, but like you go on, you go to school, you get into a fight, essentially you enact violence on someone. Yeah. You come home and in order me to fix this situation, I'm going to enact violence on you. Fam, you reinforcing the same shit that just happened. You can't tell me don't fight when you basically come fight. I can't problem solve. So I had to fight in school. So now you can't solve this problem. So you, you know what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily know that it works for everyone Yeah, because people are different. So I struggle um, from a very small city called Hooper City, Alabama, dog. Um, and I'm from a very small fucking block off Sorrento and Curtis on the west side of Detroit. Um, and Eight Mile and Myers in a very small crib. Come from a lot of areas where it was a tree in front of the house. Mm-hmm. I done pulled a lot of switches. I've had a lot of extension cords in my home. Uh, Apparently, my mom has a lot of heels and belts. And one time, nigga, my mama beat me with, you know, when you like young and you uh, in class and they make you make the picture frame with the macaroni around that motherfucker. Yeah. She beat me with that till the macaroni fell off that bitch. I come from a very fucking like my entire family on both sides is from Alabama. That southern background 
made whoopings very normal. You don't do what house. I tell you. I'm gonna whoop you. I'm a, and that was slave mentality, dog. Like I, I know where it come from. I know the fucking history. Um, but it's just I struggle with like, yo, will you whoop your kid? Because I feel like yes, there is a certain level of discipline that yeah. you need to adhere to as my child. Uh, but I also don't know how to enact that. Like, how do I fucking without giving you a whooping like all right what's the next thing like how I, do i f- enforce my I discipline i never got just a whooping yeah it was a whooping with a as lesson. well as a as a conversation yeah you get that lesson behind it yeah. but it's like if i just get you the lesson is that effective cuz you got to know that it's consequences behind yeah, yeah. it like little spank like for people who just i only that's your only form of discipline that's your only form of like i don't i'm not with that I can't tell you that it's wrong to whoop your children. Yeah. Um, I think it's wrong to beat your children. Yeah. And that's a different conversation. You know like, what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think it's wrong to give your child a whooping because you're angry. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Like, don't. So if the situation happened today, don't give them a whooping today. Yeah. Wait till tomorrow. And if you still want to give them a whooping, then do what you need to do. Yeah. But don't you give the whooping because you're angry at how yeah. a situation played out. Because I don't know if this the anger speaking or is it just, you know what I'm saying? Your anger yeah. and your heartbreak because someone didn't do what you told them to do. Well, why don't you find out why they didn't respect you enough to listen to your authority? Or like find out what yeah. happened. What was the breakdown? Why, when I said, don't do this, did you do yeah, it you anyway? did it, yeah. Because uh, what a whooping can tell you is, oh, I don't want that to happen anymore. So yeah. I'm going to try to not get caught. I remember uh, sixth grade. I was, I had begged. So I've been wearing glasses since first grade. Like I've, I always couldn't see. So sixth grade, I begged my mom that summer going into sixth grade for these uh, Ralph Lauren glasses, right? I wanted the polo joints, you know what I'm saying? Nigga was on his polo swag and shit. And uh, begged her for these glasses. They was $300. She was like, nah, I'm not getting you them. Like, they cost too much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She ended up getting them anyway. Got the bitches at Northland DOC. Shout out to them. And, uh... I wore them bitches every day. They was the sweetest glasses ever, right? So one day, I wore them bitches to basketball practice. And, like, maybe two or three little, like, practice runs in, I was like, damn, I'm about to fuck. My glasses keep falling off my face. I'm sweating. They won't sit on. I don't want the bitch to drop, and I'll step on them. So I put them in my locker Mm -hmm. and didn't realize that I never got them out till like way later that night. It was like nine, 10 o'clock that night. I was like, fuck, I left my glass in my locker. Common mistake. This is not a big deal. So for me, I'm like, yo, all I need to do when I get to school in the morning, run into fucking school, get my glass out the locker. I'm straight. Nigga, I get in the car the next morning. My mom's about to take me to school. And we on, we literally on the corner at eight mile of Myers. And, uh, Cause she used to take me to my cousin crib. Me and my cousin used to walk to school together. Um, so we driving down Myers and she like, where are your glasses at? I'm like, Oh, they're right here in my case. Ain't no glasses in this case. My glasses in the fucking locker. And she like, Oh, we'll put them on. I'm like, I'll put them on when I get to school. <laughs> and she was like, uh, put your glasses on. I was like, I only need them. For- Boy, you look weird. Put yeah. your glasses on. <laughs> so look, I'm like, I only need them to read. Like they reading and watching TV. That's it. That's what the optometrist said. She like, put your glasses on and don't say optometrist to me, nigga. <laughs> and uh, I swear I was thinking like, nigga say optometrist. Just no, I was a wild little six grade nigga. So look, here's where I'm already obvious. I'm sitting in the back seat 
because I didn't want to be next to her, so she couldn't like even realize. Your so mama she peep game. This whole convo, she looking at me through the fucking rearview mirror. <laughs> so we riding eight mile. We my cousin live off eight mile in Mendota, so we riding down eight mile, and she like put your glasses on. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm reaching my shit. I pull a case out, and I was like, look, they right here. I had look me being smart. I was a genius ass sixth grader. I had put some sunglasses in the case. Right, the arm was similar. And it was my dad's sunglasses. Shout out to that nigga for being in jail and not wearing these sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I pulled the shit out and I showed her like they in here. Like I, she was like, "Okay, put your glasses on." She was like, "Boy, put your like." I could tell she had calmed down because she saw the arm, but she was still like, "Boy, put your glasses on before you go to school." I'm like, "Fuck!" So I had to do what I had to do, nigga. Put the Pop sunglasses. the lenses out, so no. <laughs> nah, nigga, I just went out and put the sunglasses on, bro. She looked up, nigga. We was at the light on like eight mile in like Burwood or some shit, nigga. We wasn't even fucking at Mendota yet, dog. She fucking looked in there. We in the middle lane, nigga. It's a three lane fucking road on eight mile, bro. We in the center lane. That nigga looked in that rear view, nigga. I saw the devil in my mama's <laughs> eyes, nigga. <laughs> bro, she stopped the car in the center lane, put that bitch in park, got out. Opened the back door, took that belt off, and whooped my ass in the back seat because in not, traffic, because bro. Because you lying to me right now. You 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 insulted my intelligence. Like if you would have just said, "Hey man, I left man, I left man school day in the locker," fam, that's cool. But now you are gonna fucking insult my fam. intelligence. I know you lying. I'm a, an adult. But this you, the fucked up part. The whole time she beat my ass, I still got the sunglasses. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I'm in the back looking goofy and shit. Cool as fuck getting her ass whipping, nigga. Cool oh, as she fuck. whipping my ass. I'm holding the glasses by the arm like, hey, yo, these, my daddy shit, these gazelles, nigga. Hey, you daddy glasses. Done. So then uh, <laughs> we get to my cousin crib. She dropped me off. I walked to my cousin shit with the sunglasses on. My auntie say, take them glasses off of my house, nigga. I took them off. My eyes was red as shit. Put them back on. Put them back on. That ass whooping was real. And then I got all the way to school, bro. Somebody stole my glasses off the fucking locker. I got my ass beat at 3.30 that day, bro. But, uh, yeah, man, Kevin got a good old school ass whooping, dog. And I appreciated his mama for doing that. That was a real black woman, black mother experience that they gave us. Um, So I'm glad uh, he didn't snitch. He did not snitch though, because they tall. asked him who gave you the weed. That nigga ain't saying fucking word. It. They know it was Jake. I feel bad for Jake because Jake has everything. We know Jake him. did all this shit. If it happened in a school, Jake did it, bro. Like in real life, the reason I do feel bad for Jake uh, is because literally everything is stacked up against him. Mama, yeah, where is Daddy at? Who knows? Mama crackhead. Your brother. You literally live inside of a dope house. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. You've never been out of the South Side. You've yeah. never been downtown before, nigga. Like, that made me happy, but also sad, bro. So like, my homegirl, um, who I, who who gave us a t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a teacher in Chicago. Okay. She mm. said, that is not far-fetched. Yeah. She said, no, that is a something that niggas that don't know happens. outside they blocks, dog. Yeah, it happens a lot more. That ain't um, far-fetched you know. in Detroit. Yeah. A lot of motherfuckers have never seen the Riverwalk, have never seen... I bet you as as people who live in Detroit, children or younger adults who live in Detroit who's never been to the Boston Edison District. Yeah. Seen a house, they'd be like, oh, this still in the city? Or go, I don't know, shit, drive up, out of drive or some shit, I don't know. Go to the 
Rosedale. Yeah. Yeah. Sherwood, Sherwood Forest. Forest. Like, like any of these fucking dope like areas in Detroit that are like, no, these is dead ass in the city. And these these is mansions. Nigga, these is giant fucking like historical areas. Go see them. But you ain't never seen them, dog. You ain't never been off your fucking block. I um, I've never been to the east side, so I don't know. <laughs> who, am I, who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you right now, you're not missing much. <laughs> Shout out to all my east side niggas, though. I, um, I, just, I just don't venture to that part of town. I don't know. <laughs> wish all y'all lived in Gross Point. <laughs> Somebody literally texted me today, like, you've never been to the east side. <laughs> like, no. I stayed on in Warren. <laughs> I used to, uh, it's kind of wild. When I was in high school, I dated a lot of east side chicks. And like all of them seem to go to King. I was like, oh shit, this Facts. is a couple of them Every got into East a fight. Every girl go to King. <laughs> I was like, why do y'all always go to King, niggas? Whole other school down King there. King got shot up this week. King for sure. Damn, dog. This week in culture has been a. a has been this a was tough a week devastating week, nigga, in yeah. the in the Detroit uh, culture, man. But uh, Kevin wasn't no snitch. The homies came through uh, to see what was good with him, and then speaking what of the homies, was dope. I, I thought that was the and I like Jake's response. Like, Jake man, was like, tell me, nigga. Jake was like, I don't care what's gonna happen. Like, I'm straight. The school shit ain't really for me anyway. I know you're not like built like this shit. Yeah, and you didn't snitch. And he was like, yo, it was my fault. You still had the weed. You like, told me this You shit. literally told bag. me to get the bags out your bag, and I left them. Which I'm like, Jake, you, you know could have got I, in trouble with your brother. When nigga. they was walking out, and I, you know what I thought he's about to say hmm. was like, uh, you want to run me that bread though. Cause nigga, I heard you got forty five for the baggie. Yeah, like cause you had a bunch of them. Like you, you, yeah. you got them bitch out for. Like I swear, I, I'm thinking like, cause <laughs> yeah. they was like so. Uh, I'm nigga, thinking like, all right, here it go. And nigga Jake was like, you got fourteen keys right there. <laughs> he like, uh, you been out the pen a little three or four weeks. <laughs> Anything about time that you gave me my money? <laughs> tap tap tap. Fuck man. I told you I pay your monkey ass when I feel like it. Joe, bitch, Joe, Nick. bitch, Nick. Why was that nigga talking so? Yo, we gotta do a throwback review on minutes, dog. My favorite movie of all time. I know that shit by Let's, heart. At, same, nigga. I got, I got the script. Paid him for my favorite movie of all time, but minutes is my dad's favorite movie of all time. So, come on, man, this should change my life. Hey, nigga. Yeah, we gotta do a throwback review. Let's get that belly in that menace review up, nigga. Menace for show, cause because between because there's a sexual predator in that movie that no one ever ever thought about, and her name is Jada Pinkett. <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, motherfucking what was it, Ronnie? Yeah, fucking, uh, fucking your name Ronnie. Well, fucked yeah. up, nigga. <laughs> Ronnie Ho quote, nigga. Uh, uh, shout out to Players Club. Uh, anyway, speaking of the homies, though, the nigga Papa, yeah, Papa did some cool shit, man. Uh, a lot of people was coming at him. Papa been off this bologna sandwich shit for a minute, dog. Like mad, dog. since the minute Kevin popped up with Mal- uh, Malcolm at the little field trip with some spaghetti, and Papa was eating that bologna sandwich, nigga. He been having fits, nigga. He saw white privilege in real life. Facts. That nigga was mad that the fucking Northside Academy never had to have no fundraiser. This was just a normal field trip. They ain't have to raise five hundred boxes of candy. Someone and unscrewed shit. the lid and he got past the glass ceiling. Yeah, I don't know that I'm disadvantage until i see advantage facts i didn't know i was poor or i didn't know that we weren't like rich until i up. saw somebody rich nigga. yeah i didn't know this wasn't a bentley till i rode in a 300 c i didn't know that my mama was filling the regular milk cartons <laughs> with the yeah. with the with the government milk hey i man. did not know the powder milk was what we was really drinking for quite hey, some man. time shout out to powder milk because she hid it from us yeah 
Um, so Papa, he was ready to raise hell, man. He's starting a little revolt at school and shit. He got a lot of people on his, uh, in his bag and kind of on his side. And he pops in on a fucking staff meeting and then they're discussing budgets. And that nigga came from backstage. They was in the auditorium and shit. So he came from the backstage cause that's what Papa do. Nigga. And he popped out on the stage and he was like, yo, what's good? Like, and the principal looked at him like, why the fuck are you here, nigga? Y'all could talk about whatever issues you got in the class. Ain't this your student? Right. Even looked at that one teacher. Uh, was like, ain't this your student? And well, now that I think about it, they schools is probably set up how shit used to be in the back of the day where you with that same teacher like half of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Papa is probably one of the coolest kids ever. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. he he's a real cool kid. He does the the big on picture day. Yeah. He always thinks for himself. He don't smoke weed with the other kid. Like he's an individual. He does everything for himself. Yeah, he's probably the worst actor on the show. I could see that. Uh, but I love his character. He's he always sounds like he's reading his lines. Uh, but I love his character. Like I really do. Yeah, I, I really do. He's a cool kid, man. He's a. I like his development. Yeah. Um. But he's the man because his 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 speech, his protest yeah, he went gave viral. A, yeah. He, so somebody, it was a one of the other students in the background was recording when he gave his protest, and he basically said, "Yo, Chance the Rapper," which really happened. I yeah. appreciate them kind of giving that little homage and the R. Kelly shit. That yeah, really yeah, happened. Oh, we gonna touch on that in a minute. Uh, back to freaky nasty teacher. Um, but Papa was like, "Yo, Chance the Rapper gave a million dollars to CPS, Chicago Public Schools. What a cash? Where the money at?" Where the money at? And somebody uh, recorded his speech and they posted it online. And then his shit not only went viral, but other public schools in the area started like distributing their funds a little bit better. Uh, like, nigga, we had to sell 526 candy bars, bars of candy just to go to downtown to the. And we on this yellow ass to go to the bus. yellow bus museum. These and niggas pulling up these in the little Wayne fucking coach, nigga. They was on the bins, boy. Um. So yeah, I I appreciated what Papa did, and I appreciated the that little small touch, because again, the showrunner who will no longer be there season three, but she did say they wanted to really like touch on shit that was happening in the South Side and on in Chicago, and like this was a personal touch. Yeah, talking about uh, Chance giving that million shout out Chance. Um, but to your other point, the R. Kelly shit. So the track coach. Uh, after talking with Brennan, hmm. Emmett and Brandon decided, you know what? We're going to have somebody teach this nigga a lesson. Let's talk to Ridge. So Brandon brought Reggie, his 63rd street brother down to the, uh, to the chicken shack. And Emmett just told Reggie what was good. He told him, yo, yo this nigga's dating multiple underage girls. He a creepy ass R. Kelly type nigga, and he be talking shit. Dog. And he drive a seven forty five or a Benz and, and a Beamer. Yeah, and nigga had a like, Beamer. A, yeah. What he got? Because that was yeah. What, that's what Reggie was like. What series? And it was like seven forty five. And it was oh shit. He that's really what did it. Like, seven hundred Beamer. Okay, because we get still that. Yeah. So okay, I see the Beamer nigga. That nigga cherry red Beamer on my favorite movie. Nigga paid him for. Uh, so they told Reggie what was good. But then Brandon told Emmett, like, yo, if Reggie do you this favor and go check my man, FYI, he he like to eat free. Him and his homies come in the restaurant. Emmett was like, yo, that's no problem. Y'all come in here whenever, nigga. 
That I was a little bit worried about. I'm very worried about Cause it. Because Sonny ain't playing that shit. Because eating a few free tacos off Brandon truck is one thing. Coming in there and getting free chicken meals all day. For everyone to see. Like, I'm the sole person yeah. handling this. a lot of people. But they was like, hey, listen. We don't want you to kill this nigga. Yeah, yeah. They were very clear. Like, like yo, you, don't kill him. No, you're not going to kill this nigga. Reggie looked like. I mean, I guess I won't kill this nigga. Yo, shout out to the actor that played Reggie Dog. So him and Jake being brothers, I actually think it's kind of funny because they're the only two with Chicago accents on this motherfucker, like deep Chicago. Yeah, he was only supposed, he was a walk on. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. which is crazy because he killing this fucking role. Yeah. But uh, so they told Reggie, yo, go handle my man. He the pedophile. Go kick his ass. And that's exactly what Reggie does. I was a little upset at this scene, though. So the track coach is driving, he in the Beamer, and next thing you know, you see the fucking G-Wagon swerve in front of this nigga. My biggest issue, why the fuck are y'all beating the nigga ass in the G-Wagon, bro? It's so many other whips I know you could have got that was a little more inconspicuous than the fucking they, G-Wagon, They want to send bro. a message. I don't give a fuck. This, this, this 63rd Street. But not, so it ain't even them that or like beating him up that I'm worried about. The police on you. You probably should. One, this is very obvious that you got the police on you and they know your fucking car. Two, when they were beating nigga, nigga up, it was a fucking pickup truck sitting right behind them with a nigga in it who got out the car and called the police. Like, so y'all not only like hot with the cops already, but now y'all got witnesses to the shit. And uh, dude, I already told your ass, don't be doing no hothead shit and be cool. He literally just was almost finna check you about getting on your crew publicly last week till he found out why. And then it was like, oh, okay, I actually get it. You was trying to protect your family. Like, I feel you. Uh, but yeah, they beat the little pedophile coach ass, um, stomped that nigga out on the block and shit, and then stole his car too, which I also thought was kind of funny. Uh, left that nigga sitting there. He was crying. I actually laughed at that. And uh, yeah, it was funny because Reggie had like two of the 63rd Street niggas whoop on him or whatever. And uh, we going to see how that turned out. So what we did learn was after he got his ass beat, he broke up with uh, all his youngins. Yeah, good job. Yeah, he broke up with all his younger because they told him why they was whooping. It was like your mama. Like when your mama used to, don't you ever do that shit again. Fuck it. With the kids, nigga. <laughs> so they beat, uh, they beat dog ass, told him why they was beating his ass, and he went and dumped all his little young girlfriends. <laughs> he said, stole this car. <laughs> <laughs> they really stole that nigga shit, bro. Uh, it's kind of funny, too, because I thought about it not like with high school girls, but in general, I'm like, young girls will get you in some shit, nigga. Just like I'm 34, nigga, about to be 35. You can't be younger than 30 fucking with me, dog. Like, 31 because at this point not on no serious shit because at this point in my life like have your age plus seven man it can't go underneath that hey man whatever that is yeah um got that from the uh muslim brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. brother malcolm and they they beat dog ass and then in addition to beating dog ass uh emmett was still gonna tell old girl he don't know that they didn't whooped his ass yet and like what happened all he know is he was going to tell old girl, but at first... He's going through a lot for her. He That's... I don't know, dog. So I've been a nigga who, like, didn't like a girl like that, and then when she wasn't fucking with me and she had another nigga, all of a sudden I like her. The value of something yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have. You realize it. it when you no longer have... Because it's like, yo, he had his three baby mamas. They was all trash. I just figured it out. I just figured out how uh, the plot about to go. Uh, what so you think? he pressing up on old girl. Mm-hmm. 
Bought the shoes, got her out of school. Yeah, did the whole chef at the Bought crib thing. Bought a little thing. Mary Jones track. I think shit. it should be good and everything like that. So she gonna try to reciprocate and show interest. Yeah, but he just found out Tiff pregnant, and he gonna spin her. You know he because he gonna try her. to do the right thing for her. Yeah. And now it's gonna be like, well, nigga, you just did all this extra shit. And now you don't want to fuck with me. I think that's gonna be the route they gonna try to take. Yeah, I can see that. Um, kind of obvious. Yeah, but. I can see it, you know. Uh, so he did a lot for it, though. So you you said it a minute ago. He bought her her favorite track runner, Marion Jones. He bought her her exclusive cleats that was like rare joints and shit. Um, and he took him up to her school, told the principal he was her little brother, even though you clearly don't look like her little brother. Um, Go to different school. But I'm like, just her brother Kevin. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't say little brother. He did say I'm just her brother Kevin. Uh and he said they mom's having a fucking uh she needed her insulin or some shit. Or she gonna go into a diabetic coma. So like, yo, I need to get her out of school so I can get the house key, go get the insulin. Got her out of class, Niggas gave her the shit. Quick on his feet like a motherfucker though. No, I am a smooth ass nigga, man. Uh I did so I noticed this this episode. And if you rewatch this episode, you would notice it too. When he's with her he looks too old. He looks too old. Like I know Jacob Lattimore is old. Twenty three. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna verify that. But Jacob Lattimore is not seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, he, we know he's that. Twenty three. I, I looked. When okay. he was on the Breakfast Club. I looked him up. So yeah, he twenty three. So off rip. Naturally, not granny. He don't have no facial hair, so he's still at times. I wonder how old is the actress that plays her. I think she's all of fifteen. Because they can't. Because she they looks be, like a child, bro. Well, see, they can't. They can't. She got to be sex like, scenes. Yeah, with the kissing and shit like that. Okay, so maybe she's seventeen. Because she got a Chicago. She got to be sixteen. Can they? Can they make a seventeen-year-old kiss a twenty? I mean, it's been shit, nigga. Think of Game of Thrones. They didn't had the, the little Arya had the. She eighteen. She wasn't eighteen during some of them sex scenes in earlier seasons. Arya. Maybe not already. Maybe I'm thinking of another motherfucker. It's been shit where niggas wasn't in real life 17, 18. I don't know. She looked mm. too young. That's my problem. Yeah. However old she is, she looks mad fucking young. And it's kind of creepy a little bit. And when Jacob Lattimore and her, when Emmett and her have scenes together, she looks fucking young. Like, even when he ran up on her, he was like, yo... I want to have dinner with you. Let me take you to dinner and do something nice with you. Like, and I liked his approach. Like, yo, you deserve to be dated. Like, where's your mama at, nigga? Nigga, hey, fuck his mama. Where's her mama? Because her talking mama, about, I'm talking about. Oh, her. You yeah. talking about her? Okay, like, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you talking about Jada. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin do what the fuck he want to do. She do what the fuck. Kevin he out here selling wheat. Kevin <laughs> is fucking ox from Belly. Because uh, Kevin could be a cold drug dealer. To be perfectly honest. He would be the perfect drug dealer. He, he's a smart nigga. He's unassuming. And like. Kevin he, could be fresh. And he connect for real. Kevin could be fresh. Now that's a movie. He's smarter than all you. That's a throwback for your ass, nigga. That's when we can do it. Fresh, fresh in my top 10, nigga. Fresh is in my top 10, dog. Like that little nigga from the wood was on his shit, nigga. Shout out to Fresh. Stupid dope moves. Cool. Buster, stupid dope moves. Shout out to that little Puerto Rican nigga too, man. Uh, but Kevin could be fresh, dog. He's smarter than all of y'all. 
he planned this. Sh- and we recently learned he really is smarter than all of y'all. Like, not just on some street smart shit. Yeah. The nigga's academically smarter than all of y'all. Like, he gets his shit. He know the numbers, man. Um, so, Emmett takes Shorty to dinner at Brandon Crib. Brandon set the whole play up. He cooks for them. Uh, set out a little spritzer and shit. His butler. <laughs> Emmett called the nigga's butler. Uh, he was trying to front like it was his crib for a minute. No girl called him out like, this your shit? I got a chef. Hey. I'm going to pull the... I'm going to pull that. I got two chefs, actually. But I, I know, know one of who you thinking about. I know... Uh, well, I got yeah. a, black, a black vegan chef, yeah, yeah. too. Okay. So okay. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a pull that one day. I mean, it's a move to pull out your... I could cook. So I'm not... Like if I really fuck with well, you, like, I get into my bed. But it's a different scene to have somebody yeah, busting like, that move you for bring you. Bring in the stuff. I yeah. set the. Pl- you know what I'm saying? You do this, you and we in the crib. You know what's a little extra stunning though? I don't know if either one of your chefs got there. If you talk about one of the ones who I think you talking about, go to your chef restaurant hmm. and had a place set up. Yeah, not just at your crib. Yeah, that way if she don't respond the way you need her to respond. She ain't in your home, nigga. <laughs> you can tell her, bitch, all right, well, shit, get back in your car. You park down there. You got park Detroit. All right, cool. You got it on the app. All right. Hope you pay for your shit. 10 o'clock, it stopped. <laughs> get a ticket. They do be booting. They do be booting. But <laughs> just in case, nigga, but no, go to the restaurant and play that move. I got that from Brown Sugar, nigga. That yeah, nigga yeah, Boris yeah. Kojo pulled that little shit, yeah. and they was in the middle of the kitchen, nigga. Yeah, but anyway. Hey man. Yeah, man. So anyway, it don't matter. No, no, fucking get into it, nigga. <laughs> so look, uh, yeah. So I went on this date uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the official story, like we was the only ones there. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I rented the whole place out. Yeah. I mean, whether I did or not, yeah, I rented the whole place out because we was the only ones there. This was probably the best date I've ever been on. Tell you some uh, little kind of relative shit, considering what we do on this weekend culture. I went to the movies one time and we was the whole, pe- we was the only people there for the entire movie. Nobody snuck in. No ushers came in. Like we was literally the only two about 30 minutes in. I was like, yo, so I wasn't going to say shit, man, but I rented this whole theater. <laughs> <laughs> and look, look how she started on me. Nigga. She was like at the star Southfield. <laughs> you can't do that. I know you can, but I, she said it like, Nigga, that shit probably cost two hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, motherfucker!" Uh, I'm like, so, how, how many other times have you been there? I, the star, how many times did motherfucker? She was like, "My last look, nigga." I was like, "I hope you get a fucking bed bug in your popcorn, <laughs> nigga." I hate you. Uh, but no, I definitely tried to I actually tried to pull that twice. Uh, with my first girlfriend ever, I came from Atlanta and came home for Christmas, and we went to the movies, and it was like an eleven o'clock movie. At uh, like AMC Livonia or something. Now this shit. was a really big place too. Yeah, and we was the only ones in the motherfucker, and I pulled yeah. that same shit. It just happened to be Valentine's Day. Woo! <laughs> oh, Jay was stunned, nigga. Well, I was stunned on Christmas with the only nigga we was in there for. It was like Bad Santa or some shit. I was like, yeah, I went. It was one of my favorite boy. days. That's dope though. I I don't even know. Like I be nervous to ask the waiter like do y'all do like a special dessert for the birthday nigga so i can't even ask like who do i talk to about renting a whole bitch out nigga like i don't really i ain't so i'm not a big birthday nigga for myself so it kind of makes it hard like 
And I ain't never had a lot of girlfriends. Nigga, I've only had like a couple girlfriends prior I to think right now. Birthdays so. is important, man. I think they're very important. But like I so for me I don't do a lot of shit for me personally. For me, I always do like very like so it's I got one tradition on my birthday. I go to dinner with my parents. If any other friends or family come to dinner with us, like that's fine. But I always I let my dad pick because my dad's real picky. He don't eat anything. He usually picks Benihana. And we go to fucking Benny's or wherever and we eat and that's life. And I have fun, but I make sure I spend that time with my parents. And then I go be ratchet with, you know, whoever the fuck want to come and have a drink with a nigga. But uh, I don't ever really go all out because I'm more like I'm really that nigga that's like, yo, I'm just really thankful that I'm alive another year. Like I've been through so much in life. I didn't, It's been plenty of times where I wasn't expected to fucking be here tomorrow. And yeah. I made it through that. So I'll be on that. I ain't never been the nigga that's like, yo, nigga, we going up, nigga. We got nineteen fucking uh couches at the. I had one birthday party, dog, and that yeah, was uh yeah. for my thirty fifth. Yeah, we turned that bitch into a live podcast at the yeah. Rosio Grace. Yeah, and that was the one of the greatest nights of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you off air why that night was fun. So I ain't even make it because your birthday is around uh, one of my best friend's birthdays. So if he doing something, I'm usually like caught between one and the other. But something happened at your party that night that I'm gonna tell you off air. That I got a text about, nigga, that to this day I laugh at so motherfucking hard, dog. Like, but I can't say it on air because oh, I know we got at least one listener who would be offended by me saying it on air, okay. nigga. But goddamn it, it's one of the funniest motherfucking <laughs> things ever, nigga. If you want to know what happened, nigga, DM me because I'll know if you know the one listener who would be offended. But, uh, okay. nigga, that shit was so fun. But yes, that night, nigga, I got a text at like 1 a.m that I cried at nigga like I laughed so fucking hard that night dog I was at standby when the text came nigga I could, I had to get up and like walk away dog I was laughing so fucking hard bro but uh yeah man so anyway back to the shit uh Emmett do the shit he got Brandon cooking Brent so after the the dinner is over Brandon cleaning up I didn't like that. Emmett was like, all right, man, thanks. I'm finna go. Like, nigga, no, bust these dishes now, yes. nigga. You, you're you gonna clean my crib up, yeah. nigga. Oh, rewind all that shit. So after the dinner, Brandon washing dishes, they start talking, whoop, whoop, whoop. And Emmett like, where your girl at? And Brandon like, yeah, she, uh, she ain't been home a lot. She working with this dude that's running for Alderman. They say he like the next Barack. It's the young nigga that's running up against that other dude that's mm-hmm. currently Alderman. I think Jerrica's finna cheat on this nigga, bro. Problem is, we only have one more episode to know. So here's what's kind of... It don't really matter. But when they said that, I was... Because I remember them showing a uh, like a flyer or something with the other dude, the young dude, the young Barack on there. And she was so, like, into this nigga and, like, kind of, like engulfed in his young dope barockness and i'm like you're definitely more his speed than brandon's we've been ruined we've been like we they ruined the storyline so you know what's wild robbed of like good content so you know what's wild like the direction that they're headed i think is phenomenal problem is we'll never see what y'all had planned but the irony is they said they finished filming six months before the season started so y'all went down all these storylines that y'all technically could wrap up Brandon and Jerrica and they whole shit. And y'all like walked into that. Y'all didn't know the season wasn't going to make it with them on it to, to season three. So it's kind of wild that they planned it that way. But I do think 
it's going to come out maybe next week or at least be like kind of insinuated. Something might be going on with us. Cause I'm like, fam, it's the middle of the night and you helping the alderman. I worked in politics my first six months out of college. It's been some nights where I spent the night at the uh, House of Representatives or at the Capitol. Well, then, then I'm also thinking like, well, what time is it? Because how late can this girl stay out? How, but the young girl been sneaking out for a minute and she had her little freaking dress on and shit. So she might be, I don't know, nigga, but you, either way, you're not still at work, fam. Like, you technically don't have a job. But you don't have a job. But you could have, whatever you did to help him, you could have helped during the day, nigga. Bring your ass home. Uh, And then Brandon asked Emmett to be his best man, yeah. which I thought was cool until I realized you're asking a 17-year-old to be your best man. That's not your actual brother. How old is Brandon, dog? Brandon, look our age. <laughs> Problem number one. How old is Brandon? I don't know how old they want him if to be Coogie, in our life. Coogie was 16. Coogie was 16. You think he was 10 years older than Coogie? It could have been. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I won't, I don't know. Single mom, South Side of Chicago. He could have been. Coogie diff- clearly had a different dad. Fucking Hawaiian looking ass nigga. Let's give him five years. I don't think 10 is like off, but okay, let's no, give him five. Let's no. give him five. Let's say he's 23. Okay. Well, damn, how long do it take you to get through culinary school? I think that's like a two or three year program. Let's just give him 23. Okay. We'll give him 23. And uh, let's, Emmett could be 18. Yeah. Yeah. 18 to 23. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know that Brandon isn't fucking old as shit, but he look old as yeah. shit. So I do like the fact that Brandon went to go check in on uh Kevin. And, um, so he went over there, talked to Kevin's mom. Kevin's mom let him in. He went and hollered at him. At first, he was like, nah, that means you too. You can't come in. He was like, well, you know, he, he came to talk to me about his dad. He's yeah. Like, oh, she was wow. like, oh, he reached out to you after his dad died? He's like, yeah. Then yeah. I think she realized in that moment, he needs a fucking male yeah. figure in and his then life. Then he referenced about his girlfriend or possible. And she's like, yeah. huh? Uh, oh, I'm going to let you. Like, okay, you should talk yeah. to him because me and my girlfriend uh, the two wives, the sister wives thing ain't working out That's for my young son. Fucking sister wife shit, and plus which, his sister. Which because, hmm, so because look. of the the relationship of Lena Waif, um, yeah, she may not want to explore how a young man feels being raised by two women and not a man and a woman. So here's here's my only. The only thing I'm going to say, she may not, she might not, who knows, but here's where I don't think she would be afraid of it. Did you ever see her episode of Aziz Ansari show on Netflix No, that she got nominated? So like the episode that blew her up and made Lena Waithe the household name, she got her Emmy, she won an Emmy for her. She directed the Thanksgiving episode on Aziz's uh, Netflix show season two. Never watched it. So it's a phenomenal show, nigga. Like the Aziz, like Aziz is in, yeah. The show is great. It's only been two seasons. I'm waiting on season three. I don't know if his little like he had a Me Too moment. I don't know if that held it up or yeah. not. His wasn't that big of a deal. Like I'm sorry, nigga. That wasn't Me Too. No, his. She tried to make a Me Too, and she was on bullshit. It was just you, but right, nigga. It was <laughs> a nigga her only, nigga. But uh, Lena directed an episode, the Thanksgiving episode on season two. She got an Emmy for her. Um, and that was what actually got her to shot. She was like, after she won an Emmy, uh, every all these networks approached her. And she was like, I've had the shy written since like 06. 
I just needed like somebody to do it, nigga. It but anyway, Chirac initially the <laughs> facts, and I hate it. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Um, but anyway, the Thanksgiving episode is about her coming out to her mom and well to her family, but it was her mom, her aunt, and her grandma. And she came out at Thanksgiving. So it explored like four different Thanksgivings in her life, like being a super little girl, middle school, high school and college. And she came out in college on the episode. Uh, And when she came out, it was Angela Bassett played her mom. And it was a very like. We like what you're gay like no it's not possible it was that sort of response like yeah. the typical black household reaction All to yeah, facts it was that um so to that point i don't know that she would be afraid to explore kevin i mean that's that's a thing it is a thing because so i do think humans need male and female energy facts so if you are raising a small human and he only has female energy literally yeah with a sister and then two moms yeah like that plays a that it's i think that plays a lot of women his, his 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 psyche how you how, why he's so connected and close yeah. with his his male friends yeah and why he's looking for a father figure he definitely close with his brothers. And he probably was angry. Didn't he say he was angry that his father like didn't like He didn't reach out to him. Yeah. yeah. Like I need a male figure in yeah. my life. And you let a woman come in. I'm making all this shit up as I go along. And he was uh, angry his father had another family. Yeah. Yeah. Like so you let mom be with another woman. Yeah. I'm literally making all this shit up. Uh instead his, of makeup bag right now. <laughs> instead of you fixing it with mom. Cause like yeah. I need you to fix it with my mom. Yeah. And don't get another don't start new. Fix this. Yeah. Or at least talk to me about what the fuck is going on, nigga. Like why this is broken in the first place. Um, so yeah, Brandon and uh and Kevin had shit. I mean, depending on what happens next week on the finale they might have had their last big brother little brother moment that we gonna see dog but he, he gave him real advice like he did. listen man like you know you should be going to that school like nigga you smart you smarter than me <laughs> like i had you read my poorly wrote read, yeah, yeah like you know what i'm saying like which is wild i came to a kid was like i know you smart no i want you to read this for me yeah like he, he told you like it ain't selling out like nigga you selling out by not being yourself yeah and he told him not only is that not selling out he also told him like yo far as your girl go like stop letting your niggas tell you who to be with nigga and cause he fucked that up oh he fucked that up majorly girl nigga. Feelings. he uh so word got back and shit that um he kissed her at her birthday party and Jake and Papa was like nigga what party what party and kiss they hit him like drake <laughs> drake and uh they was like kiss like what the fuck you mean dog what party like you secretly can't he like no that's not my girl da, 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 da. he did, was like i only I was... kissed her because i felt bad for her and she of course she was standing right there she heard the whole play she turned around gave that nigga the middle finger and walked off and he knew he fucked up she a smart girl Maisha's very smart. She he like I'm in middle school. What fuck I care about college? School? Yeah, like you need. To and start. she was telling them like, yo, you need to be focused. Like such. A, she was like North uh, Northside Academy has a great college prep 
uh, program, and you can get in on that. I'm and, trying to go to Brown. Or yeah. I'm trying to go this. I, she like, this. I mean, I want to go to Fisk. All, so what I like, all the schools she want to go to is black schools. Mm-hmm. She, I want to go to Fisk, but, you know, da, da, da. But FAMU is, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, she's smart, and she preparing. And we knew she was smart because she was getting her homework while taking care of all her and siblings, still nigga, and still acing her shit. So that's the only reason that she didn't get that her family didn't get found out that you was out of school because you was taking like that's some CPS. And she shit. been out here swagging. She got her hair straightened out and shit. Like she ain't on whatever the fuck Kevin thinks she on, nigga. Yeah. Like I know when we was initially introduced to her, she was the bully and she was all that, and we wasn't supposed to like her. But it's like no, Kevin. Like she's a smart girl. She beautiful. Like, yeah, maybe she ain't, you know, whatever you think you supposed to be with in fucking middle school, but nigga, you in middle school, bro. Like she heart a good girl. With the heart wants, man. Facts. And he know he like her, but he letting his homies influence her and influence him and now he done fucked up. Uh what we missing? What we Oh the motherfucking cops. Yeah. The goddamn cops. So the episode uh toward the beginning was Detective Toussaint, the yeah. lady, she went to Brandon's Karen? food truck. Is that Alice. 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 Um, Alice Toussaint. She went to Brandon's food truck, kicked it with him. She played like a normal customer. Whole time she was getting intel. She was uh talking to she was talking to Brandon and then she was also peeping like the sixty third street niggas that be yeah, protecting yeah, him. So yeah. All the, you know, the niggas sitting in the cars watching him while he on the shift. And um, she was taking pictures when he was making the taco. Like, she was doing work. Yeah. Brandon Actually, didn't realize she, she, he was She called work. him coogie. Yeah. Like, no. Nah, that was not. disrespect. Like, I ain't, I ain't really like that. Like, I get it. He don't know who you are and that you know he Brandon. I mean, it make it, it it makes it seem realistic because it's called Coogie's it's Corner. It's Coogie's Corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm a new person, be like, hey, yeah, you think he Coogie? Yeah. But I ain't like her energy, dog. But she, I mean, he was his regular, charming self, and she was a detective and playing was like, pure undercover. Oh, wow, this nigga is really a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was doing like he, because that's the thing, Brandon. He right now he's suffering from ignorance. He don't know. What's happening around him? He don't know the severity, and the detective Cruz been trying to tell him, but he's so angry yeah. that uh, uh, what's the dog name? Whispers. Uh, Ronnie got oh, out. Whispers. He's so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to fucking. Uh, he's so angry that Ronnie got out. What was it? Hoodlum? That's where whispers came from. Yeah. But uh, he's so angry. Ronnie got out. He not listening to anything. Detective Cruz is literally giving that nigga the game. Like, bro, all this shit is about to come down on you, nigga. 63rd Street set you up, nigga. You look like the fall guy. You need to make sure you ain't involved in none of that shit. And he don't get it. Yeah. So he don't realize who she is and, and that she really plan him um, and gathering information. But uh, she... um. He was charming and shit because that's him. He ain't a gang nigga. Yeah. Like he ain't even though with that shit with uh with Emmett and the teacher, he did sort of dabble. And Reggie even made the he comment like, like "Hey, it pays being a company man. Company man, don't it? Like, he it, like nigga, ain't even like that." And Emmett gave him to look like, "Like, wait, you down? Man? You down with the mob, nigga?" Yeah. And uh, I do think. Granted, they would only have one more episode to really do anything with it, but I do think had he not been uh, fired from the show, they might have explored him sort of like leaning into the 
the trappings yeah. of the gang um, and that life and being like attached to it. Uh, I'm very fucking upset that he's not going to be Can we find shit. out what actually happened, though? Because I, I feel kind of bad for like vilifying this man and I literally well, don't know what actually so happened. So the fucked up part is because um, I get why Netflix fired him. They said Netflix said what happened. They said he was standing outside the trailer of two of the actresses in the movie he was in and he was saying extremely lewd and inappropriate shit. Cool. I see why y'all fired him. What was he doing on the shy though? That like, six months the 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 shit started six yeah, months so that y'all were cool with. So this episode ten, right? Yeah. So two months ago. So eight months so ago. Eight is months when the, from so what we in? Uh June? Yeah. So it's y'all finished filming in what, November? I, yeah. Hey. And y'all was cool. Yep. So what happened between November but and now? We said it two episodes ago. They ain't fire him till Netflix fired him. And then it was like, oh, shit, we don't want this coming. Because I get it. If y'all didn't fire him after Netflix fired him, and then it came out that Lena Ben knew about all this, and the whole he was already being inappropriate season one, y'all would have lost the show. I don't know. This is not popular. It, I'm going to say this. Okay. It's not popular. This might be the end of this week in culture. <laughs> Fuck this nigga, Jay. Say whatever you finna say. Uh, I mean... <laughs> God, I don't want my nigga back on the show. I'm gonna miss y'all. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I'm honestly until until we either find out exactly what he did, or unless there were like charges brought against him. Like, can, can like, all right, let's on some real shit. Yeah, can we continue to vilify him without knowing what happened and it not ever being charges? Just getting a report from media outlets saying that he something some happened. Shit. I so like so. We live in the fucking PR era, right? Um, everybody is trying to look good in the press. Nobody wants to... And you gotta make it appear that you stand on the right side of shit. Especially. Um, so, whether what he did was big or small, we don't know the details. Um, whether what he did was big or small, they had to fire him. Because another network fired him for similar shit. And, again, had it come out that y'all didn't fire him and... We found out about season one when he was already accused of something. Y'all paid that off. Then we found out he was doing shit all through season two. Had it come out, y'all didn't respond to that. They would have lost the show. So once Netflix fired him, that caused a domino effect. Where then it was like, all right, we got to do this shit. So it's kind of fucked up. Um, I would hate for, for, for myself. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's best that the, the information don't come out. Maybe they did him a favor by not by saying not letting it out. what yeah. happened. It's like, well, maybe you can fix your shit in the future. Yeah. But like, I know I would, it's just really fucked up yeah. on all ends. Facts. For us not to have the information, not even to have enough, yeah. not an actual charge. Because it's, it's Cause fucked even, up. Even if you get charged by the police, that's just yeah. the charge until you convict it. It's not even a charge. It's fucked up too, because uh, Tiffany lost her job. You know what I'm saying? She's not coming back next yeah. season. And so it's like it's two actors involved in that yeah. shit who who won't be back on a critically acclaimed show. Um so, I mean something had to happen. Something right? so I'm imagining that whatever he did on Netflix, yelling lewd, rude shit outside a trailer, I'm imagining this was probably deeper for her to feel so uncomfortable she had her fiance coming up there. Um for her to feel so uncomfortable that she had threatened to leave before season two started filming. Um, so it's, I, I would imagine that whatever it was, it was big time, but mm-hmm. as of right now, we don't know. Um, and like I said, Lena Waithe was able to dodge 
the because I, I thought with her Breakfast Club interview kind of being lackluster and uh, that, she, just, she talks too much. Yeah. She should answer the question because like the basis, get out of that. The basis of what she said I'm rocking with. Yeah. It's like, look, they ain't give me the details of what's popping. But they came to me and was like, hey, look, they have figured this shit out yeah. and something happened. So what I did was, well, if something happened that at one point somebody was uncomfortable for, let me change the management around here and the energy around here yeah. so that there was an environment that was here that made someone do something inappropriate. Yeah. I'm going to change that environment. I'm going to put that shit out there and everybody rocking. And yeah. I'm not on the set every day. And then I get word that something else has possibly happened. I'm like, well, fuck, we about to move. Like, uh-uh. You can't move. HR is involved. You got to yeah. let HR handle it now. Like, I understand that working in corporate America. The showrunner kind of threw her under the bus, though. Like, yeah. yo, no, she's involved at every fucking level of this show from HR on up. Like, she know everything that was happening. She was involved in everything that was happening. So the showrunner, and again, the fact that the showrunner isn't coming back, that says a lot, nigga. Like, but as of right now, we still got a season three coming. We just going to be missing a very pivotal character and his girlfriend. I guess Common gonna step his role up. Oh my god, I hope not. He gonna drop them dry ass bars, nigga. Common gonna be like, hey, Ronnie, I need you to fix the toilet. I'm just not okay with everybody accepting a murderer back into the fold like a month after the kid I died. I mean, it, it ain't barely 10 minutes after Coogie died and Ronnie back out here, but uh, like a season. Speaking of, let's like, just drop them bars, man. On, on Ronnie little portion of the episode. So direct, Detective Cruz last week arrested Ronnie. They got him back in prison. He went to the drunk tank, hit him with a DUI. Boom. Now he can't drive his little old school he had fixed up. Um, And then Tiffany came to bail, or Tracy came to bail him out. His, uh, when they get back home. Ex-girl slash Jason's mother came to bail him out. Um, and So I did think it was kind of weird he called her and not Jada. Because not only, granted, Jada, y'all hadn't been dating for a while, but she's known you since before you. Nigga, we hadn't been dating. This is going to be our first date. First date. Nah, they did something because they had been kissing. So, but either way, Jada knew you before you even killed Kogi. She had been taking care of your grandma. So, calling calling somebody who kind of been knew you had a, a problem and was there to see you down and seeing you in. No, and seeing you up. She was just a worker. Like, oh, girl got clearly got more history. But Tracy but, don't like that nigga. But though. when y'all get back, cool. Tracy don't like that. That's what I'm saying. She don't like that nigga. This shit is, because you remember when. And why uh, you remember her cell phone number? And, you know, Tracy says something to that nigga. I ain't like, she told that nigga. Because uh, when she got him out, out the clink or whatever, and they went back to the crib, he was explaining what happened to her or what happened to him. And uh, he was like, you know, I kind of spun out of control Jason, baby mom, told me I wasn't family. She kind of made herself distant toward me. And it fucked, excuse me, it fucked me up. And Tracy was like, yeah, she did the same to me. Says she going to move down south with her dad. And I kind of looked at the screen like, all right, y'all relating. But I'm like, Tracy, you've also said to that nigga, you ain't Jason's dad. Like, stop. The same shit the girl said to that nigga, you said to that nigga. But then Tracy was like, uh... Ronnie, you need to fix this. And I said, whoa, motherfucker. Last time he told him to fix something, Kooky He died. killed a child. He literally killed a 16-year-old boy. So stop telling that nigga to fix anything outside of a car and a fucking air conditioner, nigga. Uh, but she told him, yo, you need to fix your shit. 
and they looked like they were getting back kind of cool, kind of intimate, whatever. I don't know what bag they was getting in, but I ain't like it because it feels random. We've only seen Tracy one episode this season. She's too cold to be fucking with a nigga like Ronnie. She was too cold when she was fucking with the nigga Ronnie before he was the Ronnie we know. Like, like, she been too cold for that nigga, but uh, I don't get it. They did have that bomb ass little sex scene season one. Though. I need to go. That was like episode two. They fucked after he killed remember. after he killed Coogie. He went over there and took Jason Chain, oh. and then she was like, "Oh shit, you got his chain back. Let me throw you the pussy." And then she threw him the pussy. I just remember her titties was big. That's all. Uh, Damn, they showed titties. All right. Season two, nigga. Episode or season one, episode two. Run that back, nigga. Really Run that back. Yeah, because no, we purposes. no, we thorough up here, nigga. This weekend culture, we don't miss shit, but uh. Yeah, man, Ronnie, it looked like he done with Jada. He back with Tracy. Uh, but when they showed the episode next week, a little preview, it looked like Jada called him out. Like, oh, nigga, you sure do move on quick, nigga. And I'm like, yes. that's probably the only thing I'm not mad at Ronnie at. Like, hey, nigga, I got to get the get the pussy where it's at. Nigga, I can't be out here waiting on you, future. Nigga, you ain't get with Sierra. Clearly, you ain't going to get with me. But, uh. Let's talk uh let's talk predictions for the finale, man. We got the season two finale next week and obviously the last time we're gonna see Brandon. Oh, one other thing happened. What happened? Uh Toussaint went and talked oh, oh, to Duda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she fucked the game up. So she ran up on the nigga Duda, and as we know, Otis Perry is a fucking psycho. Um and he was talking to her mad normal and she asked him, like, yo, are you, oh shit, two things happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she talked to Duda. She told him, like, yo, uh, why why do you have security around Brandon Boom Boom Boom? Are you a member of the sixty third street mob? She went all in that bag. Why now, did you give him a seventy five thousand dollar truck? Yeah, and like, he was like, I seen, believe in him. Have, have you, you tasted, tasted the tacos? tacos? Like he told her, like, yo, that money would make itself up in no time, nigga. I, I had that back in a minute. And uh she basically was hitting that nigga with some like, I know who you are. Mr. Perry. So clearly everybody didn't know Otis Perry was the motherfucking 63rd, but uh she hit him with that, but her tone was threatening the entire time she was talking to that nigga. Otis Perry being the psycho that she is, that he is. Two scenes later, Alice. Alice, your son was attacked. Cause your son was 63rd. And he been getting beat up in jail and getting threatened in jail since he been in there because you a cop and you told on a nigga he was working with. Now he getting fucked up in there because you just ran up on the leader of the 63rd and threatened him. And um, the other shit with that other nigga. Yeah, the the, the white girl who got killed, her yeah. boss, and asking him. She, I'm like, do niggas... Like this is what the bad guy do at the end of the movie. Damn, just I would have got gave you the plan. Like, you just yeah. gave everybody all the yeah. information. Yeah, you gave Duda the information. You just gave Cowboy yeah. the information. So Cowboy name was something Gaines. Uh, I feel like Gaines an old nigga last name, but thanks, uh, thanks, uh, thanks. yeah, man, that nigga Lonnie Gaines. That was that nigga name. That's old Lonnie. Nigga. That's an old nigga name. God damn. I do so, know one nigga named Lonnie. One of my homies. He younger than yeah. me, too. So. That nigga last name ain't Gaines, man. But uh, they ran up on Lonnie Gaines at the white girl's funeral and uh, went up on him like, yo, can we talk to you? Like, how did she get working with you? How did she start? He like, nigga, her name came through HR. Like, Yo, can I give you a whole rundown of what we think? <laughs> can we give you a whole prosecution and, case? And they was like, you know what? We think you 63rd Street Mob. And we know that you connect. We know you used to be in the cell with that old nigga that's still locked up that's getting 100 years 
And we know you connected to Otis Perry, and we know. Did you do this to, to buy man, the house? Like, damn, nigga. That nigga, Lonnie Gaines, was like, bitch, I'm finna put my hat on and go back to this funeral, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? But, uh, and he also was like, man, y'all know what? Don't ask questions, you know the answer. Nigga, you know I'm from Southside. Nigga, you know I'm from 63rd Street. He gave him the game. I grew up, and I, you know. Niggas wasn't in gangs by choice back then, nigga. Like, you did what you had to do to survive out here. I went to prison, which y'all know. I was in a cell with the nigga that run the 63rd, which y'all know. Like, what y'all really want from me right now? Toussaint, she moved way too fast, right? And she, that's why she got her son ass She thinks she's smarter than what she is. Facts. She thinks she has more influence. Yeah. And she thinks she's tougher than what she is. She thinks is. she's more intimidating than what yeah, she is. Yeah, like, bitch, um, you're not, you're not, am I scared of you? Nobody's scared of you, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you just don't intimidate people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, was that it? I feel like that was it. Emmy had the baby. Brandon, Jerrica, Brandon finna go to jail. Tucson, Cruz. Oh, Cruz did tell Brandon that he was the one that told Ronnie yeah. about Coogie standing over Jason, uh, and taking his chain and shit. And, uh, that was why Ronnie killed Coogie. So. He gave him that info. I'd actually forgotten about oh, that. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Was because good. she thinks she too highly of herself, she think because she talked to Brandon as a customer yeah, yeah. buying a taco that she can flip him now. Yeah. And Cruz like, nigga, what the fuck is you talking about? Yeah. I've developed a relationship with him over whatever many months. Yeah. I can't flip the nigga. Yeah. I didn't pour my heart out to the nigga. I know his family, his mom yeah. and everything. You think because you had a taco and a nice conversation, you can flip him and he can be an informant? Nigga, yeah. are you crazy? Nah, nah. Like, Brandon are you crazy? Him. Brandon, not fuck. So, for as ignorant as that nigga Brandon is to the criminal enterprise that's growing around him, he's very much so, like, staying away from... Like, he's not involved in none of the shit that Tucson thinks he's involved in. And that's kind of her ignorance. And I think she knows now. Yeah. She's like, oh, you, you're trying to protect your investment out yeah. there or whatever. So she thinks that because he just some lost kid and he went over his head, we can flip you. Like, nigga, that's not how the streets work. At all. Especially At all. how you been. Like, if we getting white people bodied in pyramid schemes with housing. And yeah. Them, one nigga snitching, we, we don't mind taking you do out. Nothing. That ain't going to do nothing. You got your son fucked up now. She's in a lot of areas. She's in over her head. And she's stepping maybe two or three steps ahead of herself. And uh, right now she got her son fucked up. But who knows? He might be dead. He might be. They didn't They didn't say nothing. They said, your son's been attacked. And she just turned around and walked away silently. Uh, so we don't know if he died. We don't know if he's, you know. Like, <laughs> why you got to be so fucking stupid? Man. So let me get this straight. You believe that Duda is essentially like. Second or third in command. Yeah. A high ranking officer in the 63rd and the financials yep. and everything like that in the 63rd Street, right? Duda, who's a millionaire that owns 30 pizza restaurants and just bought Brandon a fucking $75 million or a $75,000 food truck. You also have a son who's in prison. Yeah. Who was a part of his gang. Yeah. Who was getting beat up. Yeah. Because his mom is a cop yep. and they know he's a cop. Yeah. He and just, his mom killed a fucking member of the gang. Yeah. Yeah. And he just called you by your first name that you did not give him. Yeah. 
AKA, I've been studying you for a long time. That nigga said, Alice, is it? I know you, and I know your son. I know you better than you know me. So you're going to talk shit to me? Yeah. And I got niggas in there already fucking up your son? Yeah. Why would you do this? Yeah, so now we got to fuck your son up for real, for real. Uh, so next week, we got season finale, season two finale predictions. Um, we already see in the preview that Brandon at least gets arrested. Because they raid the truck. Yeah. There's nothing on that truck. Man. It's probably money on Shit the, will be on the other truck. Yeah, the the $75,000 boy. Um, I'm interested in who's running that truck. I'm interested in where that truck be at because it's never with Brandon. Like, so what blocks is that truck on? Because it got to be that? somewhere else, though. Yeah, you know yeah, it got to be somewhere else. He, dude, I gave that nigga two employees. So, like, what are they doing and where is that truck and why ain't Brandon near it? I'm interested to see what's the deal with Duda and the other gang because they told you to kill um, Reggie. Reggie. To get, or no, to give, give him, him up. Give him Just, up. Yeah. And you haven't. Yeah. And it, it don't look like you are. It look like you about to give him Jake. Jake. Yeah. Because in the preview for next week, we see... Uh, one of the the big homies from 63rd pull up on Jake in a whip and he say, yo, get in, little nigga. You know what the, the I think the thought process behind that is? He going to be like, listen, this is the best way to hurt This him. will hurt him more than killing him. Yeah. Yeah. And I still need him to be yeah. the leader of this shit. So yeah. it's a win-win for him. Yeah. But I don't, I think that's going to make. If y'all want to fuck him up. Take his little brother. Take his little brother. Um, and it's fucked up for Jake because... And I think that's going to fuck with Kevin. Oh, yeah. He going to make Kevin go into some other shit. Maybe it may push hey. him to the to the other school. Because it might do that, but it also might have Reggie say, hey, nigga, because maybe they kidnapped Jake on some fucking ransom shit and to try to get their money back. They still lost 100 bands. So maybe that nigga Reggie go get Kevin like, hey, yo, nigga, Jake told me you was slinging these bitches off for 45 a pop over at the white school. And I heard you just transferred over there. Nigga, work for me. A lot of options, man. It's a lot of options, dog. Um, I think Jerrica will be fucking new Barack. Uh that's a big trend. That's a big jump in one episode after she to just go got from pro- engaged. Yeah, because she it just, is like maybe that could be a, a storyline that they were that they going to have develop. Yeah. But like you just got engaged last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, that might be too quick. You right, you right. She uh, hope. Cause she did fuck yeah, a nigga no, like a week later fucking and bring him to the barbecue. And intru- like, I wish you know she would saying? bring a nigga to the block party. But Brandon should have a body on him right now, nigga. That, that, yeah. that, but Brandon did fuck another bitch too, so real yeah, quick. Yeah, but he ain't bringing to the block party. Facts. And she you know white, so. Right, right. Nigga, you fucking white girl. That shit don't even count, nigga. No. And nigga, this week in culture, nigga, white girls is not the culture. So unless I fuck a cultural girl, like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Um... Nigga, no slave masters will prosper over here. But, uh, oh, uh, shit. What else, nigga? Pop ain't really here. Emmett, um, I, I like your theory about Emmett. Oh, girl, finally taking Emmett seriously, Kevin's sister. And Emmett basically spinning her and saying, yo, yeah, no, I can't even do that shit right now, man. Sorry, fam. I got a little son on the way. Four kids. 18. Four kids, a lot of fucking human beings, dog. It's a lot of fucking human beings, bro. It is. Um, yeah, man. And uh I think obviously 
with the with the Tucson investigating the Miss Ethel beating and all that. I think they didn't pretty much put that together. Like I don't there's nothing else to explore. Y'all have literally tied every piece of that together. In together. theory, no proof for none of this shit. They don't have no proof, but I'm like being able to tie that white girl to her boss who's a fucking sixty third street mob I, nigga. I, I hide you. Who's fucking tied to the 63rd street nigga that's the leader that's in prison who's tied to Otis Perry y'all could piece that together who beat who beat up Miss Ethel 63rd street niggas where they at who you know what I'm saying fair like how do you now, tie so you know what I thought it? about on the episode where the white girl got killed I also thought they might have killed them two niggas that beat Miss Ethel ass if you gonna kill her if y'all killing everybody involved kill everybody involved Cause them two niggas was fucking. They look like dope ads anyway. I mean, like, she could have been in the city buying dope. Yeah, that's a fact. Like you can't prove that that was related. Even yeah. so, let's just say you do. You find two niggas who beat Miss Ethelwell, right? Yeah. How do you prove unless they snitch and tell every single thing? Like yeah. how do you prove? And then that shit just gonna get to Reg because yeah. Reg told him to do it. Is Reg gonna flip on Duda? No. Then again, Reg not flipping. He ain't necessarily gonna flip, but he did kill the last nigga that was in charge, Tron or whatever the fuck that nigga name. What I'm was. saying is to, to get them niggas on charge to get no to get them, him. he not gonna flip. But I'm like, if Reg feel see that's the thing, if Dude I start coming at Jake in relation to the other shit, he might lose Reg. You know what I'm saying? Like we never we don't really know like where that's gonna go because uh, Reg could definitely Reg had already killed the fucking 63rd leader nigga. Where the old nigga go? The nigga that's locked up? No. Lonnie Gaines? Jason's real dad. He did. Did he? Yeah, dude, I killed it. So they alluded to it like episode one, but then later, like, it was confirmed. Like, he was killed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. Yeah, no, dude, I killed that nigga. Um, dude, I wasn't playing no games. That nigga. Uh, I don't think they tied it up right. Yeah, I don't think they did it. Because, la- like, he killed. He was a major character. He killed a uh, dude from a. Uh, Love is <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, but like minus the beard. Uh, yeah, they um, yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Um, so how, yeah, man. How we how we do a whole recap of that season? And I don't <laughs> we re- <laughs> recap every episode, and I totally missed that shit. Yeah, man. It was like episode one they alluded to him being gone, and then like I don't know episode three or four they like said it like yeah, such and such from sixty third is dead. Like that nigga. Uh, but anyway, we were, um, we were able to get through none of these episodes, but I feel like with this finale, it's going to really be obvious the, like the elephant in the room Mm -hmm. that Brandon ain't coming back. Um, and to a obviously lesser fucking extent. Yeah, we're going to probably, after we see it, we'll be able to find out. We'll, we'll probably, we'll be able to piece how they going to make it look. Yeah. Um, cause we're going to know a little bit more about why he gets locked up and like what happens there. And if they leave it open, where so it Ronnie got to like, go then, right? His I whole, I don't win. even fucking wrap up Ronnie. I don't uh, fuck Ronnie, but like his whole storyline is based around the Coogie thing. I don't have to go. So if, if, if Brandon, Brandon gone, here, his mama gone, I'm assuming they, the stepdaddy going to be gone. The cousin going to be gone. Ain't nobody from their family going to be here. Jericho gone. There's no, there's no reason for us to follow cool. I mean, follow Ronnie. Because we don't keep me. Why? Because I'm important. No one cares about cool. You do? Yeah, I don't want to see Ronnie 
uh, ever, like ever again. Um, I don't need a storyline, but uh, I feel like that nigga's gone. They gonna figure because they in they mind, and you could tell with the writers, they feel like Ronnie is way more important. Why than he is? They I got don't know. to listen to the feedback. Like you got to know that people don't like his care. They got to listen to the podcast because we've been telling them since fucking day one that nigga was trash. Is it just us who don't like Ronnie? No, and listeners because of this show because like he's not a good character for television. He he's just oddly developed. He talks weird. Um, he don't really have his storyline was wrapped up season one. As far as I'm concerned, him getting shot and arrested season one, and I, I could have been done. With never that. seen a nigga shave, but he always got a fresh body. Fresh body, that I, beard be ass. Sam, I, I shave every day. His beard looked like booty hair. That's a yeah, like it's just ass cheek beard. Yeah. Nigga. But uh, anyway, man, we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen uh, on the finale. We definitely don't know what season three is gonna look like. We got one more episode to go. Thank you all to all the uh, uh, listeners who've been rocking with us for fucking nine episodes. We got one more thing coming. Guess what's coming back though? Snowfall, nigga. nigga. One more month, dog. July. What was that date? It's July something, like the eighth or some shit. We got Snowfall back, man. Rest in peace, John Singleton. We got some real nigga shit coming up. Uh, in between next week's finale and Snowfall, just to give you all a little bit of what we're going to get into, we're going to give you all that When They See Us review. Yeah. That's going to be thorough. Again, it might even be a two-part, boy. just depends on the convo me and Jay get into. Um, and then outside of that, we're going to give you all a couple dope-ass throwback reviews. And if some good ass movies come out in the meantime, we gonna review them too. Uh, but in the meantime, man, stay tuned. Also, I heard y'all, and we gonna have some visuals coming up soon. We definitely got some visuals coming up soon. Uh, we gonna be on the YouTube shit. Y'all can relax. We coming. We had a lot of the shit that we planned was contingent on when Power and Insecure came back, and with Power not coming back till fucking fall. Damn near, it's kind of throwing off the timeline. But have no fear, your favorite podcasters is here, man. I'm Ann Wood, that's Jay Johnson, episode 47 this week in culture. We out.